Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. As NFL training camp gets going, it's a former NFL coach who has everyone talking because he said the thing you're not supposed to say and people don't like it. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On your car insurance, just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And five teams, not one, not two, not three, not four, five NFL teams had rookies show up to training camp, uh, which is always exciting. You know, you, you kind of question yourself when, when we get excited about people showing up to work and, and reporting to work that this is somehow exciting to us. But that happens in spring training when pitchers and catchers report, and now – it happens in the NFL as well. But the good news is, rather than talk about guys getting physicals and being assigned their equipment in the locker room, we have the gift of a former NFL coach, a coach who at one point was somewhat of a big deal in the NFL but has not coached in almost a decade, who stirred the pot of conversation now, 
I'm talking about Tony Dungy. Have you heard the the Dungy narrative, if you will? You have not. All right, good. Uh, so there was a story that was written. It's known as Evergreen because uh, it generally does not die. The story will have a long lifespan, and maybe not forever. So maybe not totally Evergreen, but it was one of these dopey uh, rank the quarterback stories, which fill up as spam on NFL-related websites this time of the year until right, training camp really gets going. And so this particular story for the four-letter, they asked a bunch of former NFL coaches and executives, uh, and some current as well. This wasn't all former. There were some current people as well. And they said, hey, rank the top NFL quarterbacks. We'll just pick a random date. How about 1978? So let's go back to 1978 and just give us your list of quarterbacks. And now, why would we even bother talking about this? Because Tony Dungy did the thing you're not supposed to do. He went off the reservation. Dungy went off the reservation. Now, if I were to ask you, all right, name me the top quarterback since 1978, the answer is going to be one of two people. The answer is going to be either Joe Montana or Tom Brady. That's going to be the answer. And likely Brady, and forget about everyone else, but not for Tony Dungy. No, no, no. He's in the Hall of Fame. And uh, Tony Dungy coming out with the announcement that his top three quarterbacks, you know who they are? He had his top three. Number three was Aaron Rodgers, Steve Young, and John Elway. That was the list. Elway, Young, and Rodgers were the top three on Dungy's list. He left out a bunch of people, but he had Tom Brady number six on the list. Number six, Tom Brady, who just won the Super Bowl again last year. And and, you you say that's a team award. I get that, but... That comeback, he was navigating that. He's a 12-time Pro Bowler. He's won the MVP award twice. He's been a four-time All-Pro. And he's the sixth best quarterback against against everybody, according to Dungy. All right, so let's talk about this. Now, Dungy, as you might imagine, has created a firestorm. Uh, and, And so what do you make of Tony Dungy and his declaration that Tom Brady, in his opinion, is the sixth Best quarterback since 1978. Now, there are two things in play here. There's two things in play as we dissect this Zabruder film style. Number one, polarizing, right? Number two, jealousy. Those are the two things that come to mind. We'll start with the the obvious, which is the fact, if you look at Tony Dungy and those Colts from the early 2000s, when it was neck and neck, it was not clear that the Patriots were just going to dominate the next almost 20 years of NFL football. Back in those quiet times, the Colts were a legitimate rival to the Patriots, right? They were in the early going before the Patriots became this Roman Empire. The Indianapolis Colts were the rival. They were the foil, and they would go back and forth, the Colts and the Patriots. And the one constant has been the fact that you look at Bill Polian, who apparently is boring people still on television, and these comments by Dungy and some of the things that the cryptic messages that Peyton Manning has said over the years, and it's the, the constant is that these players and executives and the people that were around the Colts in those days 
what is the feeling that they have? And T- Don- Dungy's showing it right here. The feeling is bitterness and it's jealousy. I mean, those are the two emotions here. And there's obviously a lot of resentment. And you can understand the ill will if you're the Colts and you're like, well, that should have been us. We should have been the ones to get all the trophies. We should have been the ones to get all the glory. But instead, you have resentment because you were not. And as a result, you do irrational things and you say illogical things like uh, Tom Brady is not the greatest quarterback since 1978. Now, Dungy trying to save face, if you will, he was asked, what the hell are you thinking? Like, what, what, why would you do this? It's, uh, you know, how dare you? Which, of course, drove much of the conversation uh, in different parts of the country. But the logic behind Dungy's proclamation, he claims that you cannot separate Tom Brady's success from Bill Belichick's. And, and therefore... Like, Brady wouldn't be that great without Belichick, so you can't make Brady number one and vice versa when it comes to Bill Belichick. So it all goes back to resentment and jealousy and spite from Dungy. And as a religious man, I don't believe those are things that you're supposed to have too much of. But, uh, you know, we're all human. Uh, And then the, the second part of this is polarizing. Okay, and... The only reason that we're bringing this up right now is because Dungy went off the script. He went off the script, and it comes off as irrational. We go back to that word jealousy, but it's polarizing, and it's it's actually good because otherwise the stories like this, no one pays attention. No one pays any attention. Now, if you were to ask me and say, hey – who are your top three quarterbacks? Well, I would say in the, since 1978, because that's great radio. I want to do a list radio. I don't. I do not want to do a list radio. But if, you, if you're if you saying, hey, I would have Brady one, I'd have Montana two, and then I would throw you a curveball. I would be dysfunctional at number three, and I would put Kurt Warner at number three. It's not about the longevity. It's about the dominance. And Kurt Warner with the Rams, the greatest show on turf, the evil St. Louis Rams. Amazing. Uh, it was like a circus on AstroTurf, watching those guys go up and down the field, and Kurt Warner was the one orchestrating that for the Rams. So for pure dominance for a short period of time, for my money, I would put Kurt Warner number three. They didn't ask me about this, so I don't have to do it. I don't have to sit here and give you some kind of heartfelt you know, message why I, I did this. That's just my list. All right, so it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. And meanwhile, money, money, money! Money, 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 money out of Detroit are the Lions about to write a blank check over to Matthew Stafford. The clock is ticking, but the state-run propaganda arm for the National Football League, their television network, hinting that a deal could be done in the next two weeks to pay the man. Matthew Stafford, who will likely skyrocket to the top of the money list in the NFL. He'll get a Derek Carr-like contract, if not better, if not better than the the new deal the Raiders quarterback got. The Lions get training camp going a little bit later, and so we'll see if that actually 
happens or not. Hey, it's not my money. And it's not, you know, the Lions have to have someone play quarterback. So uh, they're making lots of money. Pay the guy. Why not? Pay everybody. Eddie, Eddie Garcia. Eddie Steamboat Willie Garcia. Edmund, whatever your stupid name is. I, I, would, wow. I would pay the man. It's not my money. Pay the guy. Uh, sure, it's not my money either. Give him whatever he wants. That's fine. He seems throws a lot of touchdowns. He's good for fantasy from time to time. Now it went up to $3 billion. Yeah, that's right. That's the agent, actually, for Matthew Stafford in negotiations with the Lions. It's kind of an odd strategy to throw the number out like that and yell it. But Well, he's an odd person. Yes. Some people like him, others not so much. Exactly. Why doesn't Tony Dungy say interesting things like this on television? He, he's so boring on television. Is there anyone more boring? Well, maybe Mike Trout. Um, <laughs> I was watching the end of the uh, Angels-Nationals game. Mike Trout might be the single dullest human being I have ever seen interviewed on television. Now, is it possible for you – I'm just throwing this out there. Is it possible for you to have an opening monologue of the Ben Maller Show where you're not taking a shot at either Danny or Coop? I am not taking a shot. I I merely was a witness You know it's going to get a reaction. Coop's already got the headphones on, and the the microphone is just like two inches away from his lips. He's ready to talk. I felt like I was going to fall into a deep state of sleep listening to Mike Trout try to spew a few cliches and run off the field after the game. It was horrible. He's exciting at the plate, Ben, and that's all that matters. I don't disagree, but he sucks, and he'll never be the face of baseball. He's we, been passed I by. I don't need he him to be the a, face of baseball yeah. as long as he's the best player in the but game, which he is. Mike Trout, by being dull, has cost himself $50 million in marketing. Mike Trout, by being a dullard, no one wants to de- – Madison Avenue is like, no, we don't want this guy. Come on, stop. His legacy will speak for itself. He should have a code of silence. He, I, I know he's supposed to talk to the media and all that. I'm in the media. But with Mike Trout, no. It's better to watch him perform and not listen to the man talk horrifically bad. I realize we have a talk show here and we talk about See, it is a sports, talk show, but, yes. Um, I, in, the, in the grand scheme of things – doesn't Major League Baseball care more if Mike Trout's a great player than he is a great soundbite? No, you have to be an ambassador Come to the game. On. That is where you are wrong, Eddie. You must be an ambassador. We only you are care a... about what he has to say because we talk about it sports a... and athletes and, and you what, know what they do. People talk baseball. No, no young people. I always hear every day. No young people like baseball. You know how My, if Mike Trout was cool and hip and was a true delegate of baseball, an ambassador of the sport. You think that would help or hurt or have no impact at all? It would help a little bit. So why does it? It's not more important than what he does on the field. Yes, it is. Without what it he is. does on the field, is, he what he sucks. says is meaningless. He's, he's, he might as well be in the witness protection program. Brutal. Absolutely What does Clayton brutal. Kershaw do to help out uh, baseball? He's boring, that? too. I don't disagree. But do you care? Yes. Why? Because he doesn't win in the playoffs. He's got he's to win in the playoffs. I care about that. I want to be more exciting. And you should too, Eddie. By the way, that's a bad that's a bad opinion by you. That's a demerit for you. It's a no, bad job no, by it you. No, it isn't. It's an honest opinion. It's a bad job by you, is what it is. It is. How dare you? All right, it's I a, stand by it. You proudly. stand. Yeah, stand by it all yes. you want. Yeah, that's great. Guy in the media is like, I like the fact that he's boring. I don't care about that. I know that's it's wonderful. Not, not what guy I said. Guy that is t- absolutely guy, not what I said. That's essentially God. what you were saying. Guy, no, it isn't. A, a guy I said it's more like, important for what he does on the field than what he it, says afterwards. It is equally important when you no. are supposedly the headline star and you put people into a coma. What does Tom Brady talk? say that's exciting? It doesn't matter because he wins a lot. It doesn't matter.
Make up your mind. And, and Tom Brady, by the way, he is exciting. He's got a quack that he hangs out with and he works out with who's into, like, this new age medicine crap. And uh, I, I heard who knows what, about that. Who talks it? about that? Well, I, my guys in Boston at the radio station in Boston, they they tell me that uh, Tom. When I was back there last year, that Brady, one of the, his right hand guys, like apparently, and I don't want you know. This is what they were telling me. Like he was claiming that he could like come up with these new age cures for cancer, which is a total. So he's a, he's a wacko. Yes. He's Doc Mike. Yeah, pretty much. It's like Doc Mike is uh, advising Tom Brady on uh, on health and all that. All right, now here's We're coming the, up with bloody goat beer. Yeah. The beer for losers. Now here's the exciting thing. Why is this night different than all other nights? Because we have composed something special. We are used to having the same voices here. That's uh, reliability. <laughs> Dependability. Come on in, man. When you listen to the Ben Maller show, you know what you're going to get. We're a study around these parts. The same seven people call us every show. Uh, and they usually say the same exact thing every show. I'll do a Maller monologue about whatever, but the consistency of the show is no matter what I say, no matter what brilliant point I give, I will get no reaction by the people that call. They will not talk about anything that I say. They don't even listen to what I say. Uh, they have their own agenda. Uh, and that is consistent. They will call up very reliably, and they will say their agenda. Uh, and so, but this night is different because on this particular night, in these parts, we only do it once a month. It is newbie night. I'm a rookie. Yes, that's right. All the greenhorns, the newcomers, the beginners, the, the neophytes. That is correct. The whippersnappers, the young whippersnappers that have never been part of our show, or if you're not a regular. Yeah, you are allowed uh, to I'm call. In fact, you're only you're the only one allowed. Because if no one, we have no new listeners, Eddie. No one will call. We'll just do caller free radio. It'll just this be us. Been, this has been very successful in the past. It, I have no doubt it'll be successful. Okay, again. it might be, but maybe not. Maybe this will be the week we've we've shrunk our audience. We have no new listeners. Uh, there's no growth here, and that's it. It's not a growth stock. We're just done. We're flat, and then we'll just talk to each other. Uh, now, as always on a newbie night, we like to gamble. Uh, and so uh, what we will do here is we will have a line set at how many regulars we'll get in. Because one of the things about this show, we have such favoritism towards our regulars, and they are used to getting preferential treatment by getting on the air. Uh, and uh, some have called it the good old boys network of callers that have been part of the show. And so these people are upset. You know, when, when you're part of something and you're part of the routine – and then you're not allowed to be part of, like, this particular show. People get very upset. They're offended by that. And so they try to sneak in. They use fake voices. They use aliases. They use different you know, names and whatnot to get in. Uh, and so Koopa Loop's the gatekeeper here. Uh, and how many regulars will get in tonight? That's the question. Now, we don't want them to get in. It would be wrong of them to get in. But I'm going to set the line at two and a half. All right? I'm going to set the line at two and a half regulars getting in. Now, last time we did this, we had controversy because... There's no controversy. Coop no, lost at the very last second. He was very the, upset by because that, Because the, the third caller was some guy that most of us had never heard of, but you claimed that he was Mar Our Mariner guy. Yeah, I still don't know what his name is. Nick Stone, but, uh, Mariner guy. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what controversy comes tonight. There's no controversy. Uh, and that was Coop just whining because he said he lost a bet and he was trying to win some money that he did not earn. Uh, and people knew that he had lost that. So we'll see what happens here. And I will give out the number. I don't usually give out the number because it's you know, I don't want to, anyone else to call other than our normal people. Uh, but if you would like to be part of Newbie Night, uh, you are welcome to join us. The number is, I believe it's still 
9966369. I think that's it, no, yes? Actually, it's changed since the last time. Oh, is that right? It's now 877-99 on Fox. Is that it now? Yes. Okay. Well, make sure you call the right number. Otherwise, you will not be able to get on the air, and it'll be very upsetting to you. You'll be very, very angry about that. Uh, we're going to call this one some notorious pushback. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller Posse by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. My lips have been on it. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. On a newbie night, everyone's excited. There's a buzz in the building. New callers, new voices get to get on the air. You know, there's no rule, Eddie, that these people can't call, like, any time. Like, we're not not allowing anyone in. Right. Pretty it much is a special night, though, yeah, featuring them. We never did get our uh, our bets in oh, yeah. for the over-under. All right. Now, uh, last time we – I bet the over. Did you bet the I, over? I, yes, I did. I think we all We did. all won, uh, which was great. Uh, I said a little lower this time because there weren't many regulars. You know, it came down to the very end. The very, very end. Uh, we know Angry Bill will attempt to get, to get in yeah, for he'll sure. He'll get in at least once. Yeah. So that's one. Uh, I think uh, it's, it's very tough for, like, uh, the guy in Santa Barbara, the crazy guy, Mark the Full Name guy. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for him to disguise that voice. Yeah. I mean, you, you sound like Krusty the Clown. It's hard to change that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I have a great amount of respect for the job that Coop does as the gatekeeper for the show. And, uh, That's uh, obvious if you listen to the show. And I know that he is uh, going to do everything in his power to make sure. Wait, how many producers have you been through? That's irrelevant oh, to this. That's a, that's a red herring, all right? Out there, you. Too many, to, too many to count is the answer. Not two, not three, not four, not five. Keep going. Not six. Yes, a, not seven. They've all gone on to do great things outside of radio. All right, uh, anyway, uh, here's the deal. I will say I'm going to take the over. All right, it's going to be close. I think it'll be very similar to our last newbie night in June. Uh, I'm going to go over three. So three or over, I win. Uh, under three, uh, Coop wins. All right. Eddie? Yeah, well, you'll find a way to bend the rules and if it's close. So I no, will I will be with you and I will say over. Oh, no, I don't win if it's under three. I'm taking the over also. <laughs> <laughs> smart move, Coop. That is a smart a move. Defeatist attitude. How dare you? Uh, Danny, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, we're all okay, over. Okay, we're all going over. Okay, let's uh, to the phones we go and we'll say hello to newbie Steve, who's in Los Angeles on the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Hello, newbie Steve. Hey, this is Newbie Steve. I'm actually driving right past Anaheim Stadium on the 57. I'm a huge Angel fan, but you're exactly right. Mike Trout has the personality of a turnip. He's no Derek Jeter. He's no Shaq. Yes, he may win, but then again, Ben, you have as many World Series as Mike Trout does. So it rings. Yeah. So he's not going to make any money off the field like, say, a Shaq does doing every commercial in town from Icy Hot to the general or personality like Derek Jeter is going to pull a lot of supermodels. So he better at least fake a personality or he's just going to be a guy that doesn't want any championships and fades into obscurity. Yeah. Uh, Listen, I like this is a real angel fan. This is a newbie. Steve knows he likes the angels and he realizes that you can be a great player and be boring. And this is a problem when you face a baseball and you got no charisma. He's got none, none. It's brutal. Uh, and, and well, yes, and then you got, and now that may be clear here. Derek Jeter was a dullard, also. 
But Jeter was in New York, and he was able to overcome that because they won a bunch of World Series, and so people overlooked his his uh, less than spectacular personality. I would think the Angels are not going to be in that situation. They, they might well, they, I mean, they might win one. You mean know, the next five six years, maybe if they get some pitching, they'll win a World Series. But it's unlikely that Mike Trout is going to ever have the the pizzazz. It's not going to happen. No, Derek Jeter had so much more pizzazz than Trout. Yeah, well, you can side by side, yeah. All right, good job. That's a great start to newbie night. Newbie Steve throwing it down, driving past the big A, and he's he's talking some truth. Terrible Angels fan. That's a great. That's a better Angel fan than you. No, right not, there. Not even. You know close. why? Because he ain't a fanboy, and he realizes when there's a problem. Just like me, I'm the same way. When there's a problem, minute, I point it out so with my team. He's a better fan because he's not a fan. No, because he's a realist what? like me. What do you mean a realist? Because he knows. If you're a fan, uh, not of the, a fan. That's not a, what he means. He's yeah. not a lemon. He's not a fan. Like if you're no, a fan not of a the lemon. team, you he's don't not a sh- care what kind of pizzazz nah, he has nah, as nah, long nah. as he produces. No, nah, you don't be a blind. You're not a blind sheep. Okay. You still have your own opinion. You like the team. You want to, you're an Angel fan. You want to see the Angels do well. But you realize that Mike Trout is dull and boring, and this is an issue. It's a problem. The biggest name in baseball, biggest face in baseball. Eh. So you think it's a problem that Clayton Kershaw is boring? You'd rather have somebody I would, like, I like would, Matt, you'd rather have like Max Scherzer. Or, I don't think Max Scherzer is exciting. But I, I would. I don't know. I who, would have, who would you rather have? I would like. Well, most baseball players are boring by definition. That's part of the problem. If I was the commissioner of baseball, you know what I'd do? I, I can't w- wait to hear it. I would hire like goofballs like Tony Robbins. All right, losers like that. Uh, these motivational speakers. And I would have classes with these minor leaguers and teach them how to have, get this, a personality. Brother. Right? We live in the age of social media. And if you want to grow your sport, I don't, listen, I have no interest. I'm a, a, a supporter of baseball. I like baseball. I don't work for baseball. And if baseball wants to have a slow death by a thousand paper cuts, that's fine, or a million paper cuts, more power to him. Bryce Harper has a personality. Why is why is he not? How come the youth aren't into baseball wearing Harper jerseys everywhere? I don't know that Bryce Harper has a great personality. I mean, compared to Mike Trout. What do you want? Compared to Mike Who Trout. Who do you want? You want everyone to be Charles Barkley? Yes. How that's about, not realistic. How about a couple of guys like Barkley? How about that? Can what you give makes me a Barkley unique is that there's nobody else like him. No, but the, the NBA. Oh, not many the people NBA, can get away with what he does. I mean, I know there's a, lot, a good number of people hate the NBA that listen to our show, and they tell me every time I talk about the NBA. But the NBA, there are people in the NBA that have personality. They, they don't like the, It's like in basketball, you're okay to have that. In, and in baseball, it's like you are looked upon like the, uh, the, the child of Satan if you have a personality. I don't see how you think Kershaw's boring. I mean, he has a charity ping pong tournament every <laughs> yeah, single well, okay. year. All right, you're right. I, I mean, that's that is correct. I, I stand down on that. Yes. All right. It's the Ben Maller show on Fox. We'll get to the notorious pushback and more newbies. It's a newbie night. All of that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And now here's Ben Maller. And we'll get back to the phone calls here in a moment. But first, some notorious pushback. The fight next month. We are a little over a month away from Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. And have you heard... The pushback against Conor McGregor. You hear about this? Uh, There is a group, a special interest group, that is trying to take money out of Conor McGregor's pocket 
and they have started a petition to try to pull away endorsers of Conor McGregor. Trying to go into his pocket and say, no, no, no. They're trying to block Conor McGregor from endorsement money. Why? Because of the world tour news conference when Mayweather and McGregor were going back and forth. And Conor McGregor was not politically correct. Uh, He did not hold back his thoughts on Floyd Mayweather. And he did a tap dance. Uh, in it made a lot of people very uncomfortable that are used to watered down PC language. They did not like what Conor McGregor had to say, uh, did not appreciate that. And there is one group that has gotten, at last I checked, over eight thousand signatures. They are asking Budweiser to s- drop Conor McGregor as a spokesman uh, as uh, they get ready for that fight there, and they will likely attack other endorsers of Conor McGregor to try to pressure them. The question is, will it work? Is it going to work? Is this going to get enough attention? It's got a little bit of a media attention right now, and we still have a month to go before that pay-per-view fight. Uh, I'm going to go no on that. You're going to no on that. Yeah, Conor McGregor's fans are going to uh, not care about what this group has to say. Yeah, I I would say that we're we're in a point now where – it is acceptable for Budweiser and other companies to not dump uh, Conor McGregor. But oftentimes, and you know, the, the people that are the first ones to uh, scream and shout and back down and cower in the corner are usually the advertisers. Uh, that's been my experience. You know, when, when there's pressure, any kind of controversy, they are the first ones running out of the building. Uh, that's typically how it has worked. Uh, we'll see if this gains any kind of traction. But I, I would say likely not. We're talking about 8,000 signatures here, uh, and there'd have to be a whole lot more than that to move the needle. Back to the phones and newbie night. We say hello to Transgender Dave, who's on Fox Sports Radio in Houston. These, these baseball players nowadays are boring. We need a... a Entertaining drunks like Mickey Mantle and Billy Martin. Yes, Bring uh, back course. those guys. We need to have alcohol back in the locker rooms, and we need these guys boozing it up. Absolutely correct. Transgender Dave, yes. Yes, I want to tell you why I'm thinking about the transition, because uh, I uh, am a disappointed Houston fan always, and I was getting all excited up to a couple of weeks ago because Houston was the best team in baseball but now they've fallen behind the hated Dodgers. No, 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 no. Not the hated Dodgers. The beloved Dodgers, America's team. The whole country is rallying around Dodger baseball. Right? Wrong. Everyone loves during the summertime when you look up into the sky there in the middle of the day and it's blue. It's Dodger blue everywhere. Tommy Lasorda told me this years ago. And so everyone loves the Dodgers because everyone loves a nice day with blue skies. So it's, it's a Dodger nation. Transgender Wrong. Dave is what it is. You gave me great hope, though, when you when you said that Kershaw can't win in the playoffs. Well, he hasn't so. won yet in the playoffs, but this is going to be the year. The demons will go to – they will die. The demons will be over this year for the Dodgers and Kershaw. You know, just once – Yeah. I've heard you just once in MLB pick them. You pick an, an Astro. No, that's not true. I pick Jose Altuve a lot. Altuve that's is it, great. That's about it. That's He's about the short. only one. He's short and he's great. You like the uh, the short guys? You know inch, that? Yeah. inch by inch, he's the best player in baseball. <laughs> well, if you go inch by inch, there's not much there. So yes, I would agree with you. These the 
for his size, he's the best in, in baseball. Well, Transgender Dave is very nice. Now, our, our drag queen, Alexis in Rochester, doesn't call all that much anymore. So consider if you want to think about being a regular Transgender Dave, you know, you could fill a slot there. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. I'd appreciate yeah. that. All right. Well, thank you. There you go. There's a Transgender Dave on Newbie Night. Very nice. Uh, let's see. Who's next? Let's go to Eric in SoCal, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Eric. Hello. How's it going? I'm a newbie, Eric. I I just started listening to the Ben Maller show. It's pretty awesome. Oh, well, thank I, you. I, yeah, it's a good show. I like that show. Yeah, it's really sick. I, I work at the happiest place on earth, they say, in Anaheim. Um, and I get off really late, and I when I drive home, I, I found this show, and it shows awesome. Oh, well, very and cool. I, yeah, very good. What do you yeah, do? You what do you do at Disneyland? What do you do there? Um, just at a food and beverage place. I make coffees and drinks and stuff. Nothing special, uh, but yeah, right. yeah. Well, it's just, hey, it's a job, right? You got bills to pay. Yeah, yeah it does. True. And you. then I have a baby. Oh, that's nice. Oh, very cool. How yeah. how, how, how new? Your phone's clicking, which is really annoying. But how old's your baby? Oh, it's uh, three months. Three months. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. There you go. And the cool yeah. thing, like as you work, you work at Disneyland, so that means like if you st- keep working there, when the kid's like old enough to know what's going on, you'll be able to like take the kid right for for cheap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. thanks, Eric. Be safe, man. Thank you. There you go. Uh, you yeah. wanted to talk about the that's... Lakers, though. Is that right or no? You just wanted to. I'm fine with you just kissing my ass. That's fine. I, that's good. I like that. That's solid. No, I just wanted to jump in. I'm going to start calling in more often. That's pretty much what I wanted to say. I'm going to be on the 91 always calling in. I'll try right. to be a regular now. Yeah. Okay, well, later. Well, this is the best time to be on the 91 freeway. This, nice. At this time, when there's not, it's not too bad. I love how he Try his, going there like seven hours earlier. It's he, a little tough. He called his baby it. Well, it's only three months. It is he's, it. He's a new dad, Danny. <laughs> no, no, but when a kid's like three months old, you know, you're really, you know, just basically poops and sleeps. That's it, right? <laughs> pretty much, you know, still. <laughs> Not much going on. SH in front of the it. You don't get the name until you start like doing like stuff where you kind of like look human, you know. Kids, those first few months, there's just not much going on. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Back to the phones we go on a newbie night. No regulars yet. No regulars have gotten through. Let's go to Tom, who's in Seattle on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Tom. Hey, I was actually trying to get a hold of George Norrie. Oh, you want? Oh, George Nor, you called the George Nor. Yes, hold on a sec. There's some grays out there in the hallway. Hold on a sec here. Right. Are those chemtrails? Oh Kim, my God! Chemtrails. Oh, Kim, oh, I was close. All yeah. right. I, I I don't listen Who? to the show. I I work while he's on the air, unfortunately. Oh, chemtrails. Is that what it is? Yeah. Those you're are actually the... you're actually more eager to get a hold of George. I was just split the station. Yeah. And I heard yeah. you blabbing out the phone number, and I said, hey. Oh yeah, we, we we have no one that listens to the show. So like George is very popular, coast to coast is very popular. They do very well. He's got a much better car than I have. Uh, he, I parked right next to George, and he's uh, his car is he's in mu- much better shape than my car. So, yeah, I bet. Are you a flat earther? Absolutely. Me and Kyrie Irving actually we go together. Uh, I was the keynote speaker two years ago, and then Kyrie's going to be the keynote speaker this year at the Flat Earth Convention. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty solid. It's not bad. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Don't, All don't right. drive off the end of the earth, Tom, please. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, ben, Minnesota. It's newbie night on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Ben. Hey, how's it going? If I was any better, I'd be a twin, but not a Minnesota twin. They're not winning the World Series this year. The Dodgers are. No, listen, listen. I got a fact for you on that real quick, okay? I don't know if I want a fact. Do I want a fact? Yes, you do. 
When the two last years that the Minnesota Twins have won the World Series? How does that impact this okay, year? Okay, listen, real quick. 87-91, correct. Correct. <laughs> okay. In 87, my mother graduated high school. In 91, she graduated college, and she's finishing her master's this year, so the Twins are winning. All right. Uh, you want a thousand? That's not what I was trying to talk. Real quick, sorry. You want to bet? You a... brought that up. I had to say that. Sorry. You want to bet a thousand bucks? I mean, I'll do that if you want. No, nope, I'm good. I'm sure your mom's. Yeah, a... I'm not going to do that. I'm sure your mom's. I'm a... Your mom's a nice woman, but uh, you know the streak's going to come to an end here. This is oh, it for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's all over there. Okay. Right. So on the Tony Dungy thing, people talk about Tom Brady being number six, right? Well, that's what Dungy – Dun- no, 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 not people, no. not people. Dungy said uh, Tom Brady. No one else other than Dungy. No, no, no. And I'm saying people are saying he's crazy. Y- yes. I agree with. I think he's crazier for putting Peyton Manning at five because without Peyton Manning, he only has one Super Bowl ring, and he has none as a head coach. If I'm Tony Dungy, I'm putting Peyton right there up in number one for what he did for me. Yeah, I mean, this is this, uh, fine. You could do that if you want. I, I was more worked up by the Brady thing, but yeah, but you, 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 would, you would expect six. It's pretty insulting to him, and you said, like you said, just absolutely insane. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate. It. Good luck to your mom. I hope that she does very well with her her latest sojourn into uh, education. So it's good. All right. Time now for the Who Am I game. This is where we pretend to be someone else, and you have to answer. It is a newbie night, so it's all new people calling in. And here's the Who Am I game. I am the only person to be named NBA MVP, Coach of the Year, and Executive of the Year during my career. Again, I'm the only person to be named NBA MVP, Coach of the Year, and Executive of the Year during my career. Who am I? A night without the Ben Maller Show is like a daytime listening to one of those cookie-cutter radio programs. We're different. Join our community on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. The Rock Dog Cat says baseball as a sport is boring, Ben, so it's no surprise that over 80% of the players are as exciting as paint drying on a wall. The counter argument to that is Will, who says, "Who really cares if Mike Trout was a boring, has a boring personality? As long as he performs, you know who cares? Will I care? You're talking to a guy that cares, mate." Uh, then Jeopardy Al says, "Major League Baseball does not need to copy WWE to be interesting." And he says, "If everyone is trying to be a loud fool, Trout is refreshing." See, again, Jeopardy, I understand. I've met you. You're a nice guy. If you're sitting in my chair right here, your opinion is different than that. It's just the way it is. Uh, Craig says uh, they castrated Yasio Puig for having a personality. I believe that. Uh, believe that is correct. They called him a baby, and everyone wanted to attack. They were in attack mode. Time now for the Who Am I game. I am the only person to be named NBA MVP, Coach of the Year, and Executive of the Year during my career. Who am I? Uh, let's see. Will is going with uh, Williams. Going with Pat Riley. The uh, oh Hillary Clinton's listening. Uh, Phil Jackson. The parody accounts answer. Isaiah Thomas thrown out by Did the Knicks lose? We have Lonzo Ball, guessed by Ernie. Jesse Ventura from the Rooster. Ivanson's going with Jerry West. Gumby Dave got it right. Clearly cheating, uh, as did a couple of other people. Curly Neal, guessed by the Little Troller. 
Curly Neal. All right. Very, very good. Do you have an answer, Eddie? Of course I do, Ben. My answer is Lowell Cotton Fitzsimmons. Oh, good old coach of the Suns and a bunch of other teams in the NBA, but no. That is incorrect. The correct answer, a man from French Lick, Indiana, Larry Bird. Larry Bird, the NBA Coach of the Year. In Indiana in 1998, he was the executive of the year in 2012 and was the NBA MVP um, with the Celtics a couple times back in the 1980s. So Larry Bird is the answer. Let's get to it. Here we go on a newbie night. It's MLB Pickout. And who is going first? We're short on time, Coop, so let's just hurry up the process or process. Who you got? That would be me, Big Ben. I am the uh, smartest man in the room. That's incorrect, but you somehow were able to get the win. Apparently, I, I don't know. There's no fact-checking on this, but you have the first pick. Well, unfortunately, neither Mike Trout or Charlie Blackman are playing. I know you're devastated. So I'm going to go with Mookie Betts. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, I will go, let's see, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Justin Turner. Danny G. I will take Kyle Seeger. Kyle Seeger's gone. Eddie. Paul Goldschmidt. Goldie. And Marcelo Zuna. Ozuna as well. Danny G. He's been tearing it up for Baltimore. Jonathan Scope. All right. The Yankees are playing. That means Todd Frazier is going to hit a home run. Give me Frazier. Cool. I will go with Jake Lamb Yeah. and Aaron uh, Judge. All right. Uh, I believe that J.D. Martinez will be back in the lineup for the D-backs. I'll take him. Danny. Hurry up. Justin Smoke. Eddie. Joey Votto. We got it in. Yeah. We beat the buzzer. The juice about to be on the loose. Today's the day. O.J. Simpson. It's like a flashback to the 90s. Everyone will be talking about O.J. Simpson. We'll talk about it here first. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Back at it again this hour and the hour of OJ, or at least the beginning of an hour of OJ here on Fox Sports Radio. And today's the day. Today's the day. 30 miles south of Reno, Nevada. There will be four people, four individuals who will get together in a Board of Parole meeting, Nevada Board of Parole, and they will have a a powwow, and they'll talk about what to do with O.J. O.J. Simpson. And then about 120 miles northeast, we are told, of where that meeting's taking place, O.J. Simpson will be at a prison where he's been staying for the past nine years. He'll be part of a video conference, and it'll all be part of the event. Now, there's a lot of media coverage. Several channels are promoting this and wall-to-wall O.J. coverage. It's not going to last very long, though. The O.J. Simpson trial back in the 90s, if you're an old fart and you remember that, it's been 22 years. But back then, it was an eight-month journey into the darkness when O.J. was on trial, the trial of the century. This particular day today in Carson City, it's supposed to last, if everything goes as planned, less than an hour. That's it. Less than an hour. And is O.J. Simpson going to walk out of jail 
no, uh, OJ is not going to be playing blackjack by 8 o'clock tonight. That is not happening. And uh, the, the way this works, if the, the vote goes the way of OJ, then he's still got to wait, and he's got to be on his best behavior. He, he will be eligible for release October 1st. Now, if he's denied parole, that means he's going to have to sit back and wait at least a year and likely more than that, maybe two, three years, to find out whether or not he will come back and be eligible to get out of jail. So let's talk about this. Uh, and the obvious question, are you going to watch? Are you going to check out the proceedings? Now, we work overnights, so we have a, a little bit of a disadvantage here. But I will absolutely, as soon as I wake from hibernation, the first thing on my agenda is to find out what's going on. I, I'm going to hope that I don't miss it. I want to, I want to see it. I want to watch it. And most people are like me. Now, there's a group of people, and you know who they are. Like They're the elitists and the snobs. They're like, oh, OJ's not worth my time. I don't believe these people. I believe they're lying. Uh, but there's two thoughts I have on OJ's big day today, the parole hearing. Number one is the drama, and number two is the rubbernecking. Right? We'll start with, let's start with number two first. The, the, the rubbernecking is being a voyeur. Now, OJ's not going to be in the proceeding. He'll be on the video call. I hope they show that. I believe they will. Uh, and it, it's going to be like, we, we saw OJ a couple years ago, but he supposedly he's lost some weight, they say, and all this stuff. There's different rumors about how he, how he appears and all that. So the, the, the part where you're rubbernecking is you want to see what's going on. Some crazy OJ fan. Yeah, I mean, this is the guy, this is the story that captured the hearts, minds, and souls of everyone in America for several years. Get away with murder. Uh, and it's very impressive uh, that the the dream team back in those days was able to pull that off and that O.J. screwed up again and ended up back in jail. For 10 years, we've had a lot of leads. We've talked to a lot of people. Yeah, but I, you, you, as, a, as a rubbernecker, you want to know what's he look like. Right? It's has he lost weight? Is he uh, you know? Does he sound the same? I would think this is going to be like, uh, you know, those old Hollywood stars that used to be famous, and no one ever talks to them anymore, and then they get a chance to go like on the Tonight Show or something like that. And uh, OJ is going to put on the charm. He's going to put on the charm, and he's you know he's going to be back in the spotlight like he was doing rental car commercials and doing Monday Night Football and all that. We're going to see OJ, who's likely been practicing for this moment. For a good amount of time, right? He's going to have everything planned out in his head, exactly what he wants to do here. And uh, we will see the showman, O.J. Simpson. That's The what public has just been really terrific. Of course they have, yes. Absolutely. Now, the drama part of this, this is where it gets even better. See, part, part two, which I should have used first, but part two is the drama. And the drama is, as I said, if O.J. does not end up getting what he wants today, then he's got to go back to jail. So everyone's assuming the position that this uh, group of people, these four people that are going to get together at this parole hearing, are going to vote in favor of O.J. The, the history, if you go by the legal precedent in Nevada, is that most people of O.J.'s stature who, in the eyes of the court, don't have a criminal record. That's the, the rub here. Uh, even though most people with common sense believe that O.J. did chop off two people's heads in the early 90s, 
by the court system and by the legal system, O.J. Simpson did not do that. He did not murder anyone. Uh, now, you know and I know the people that are on that parole board, uh, they're older people, I would think, and they watched and they were around and they saw what happened back in 1995 in the trial of the century. Uh, there's only four people. Now, the way that I am told this works, if they let's say they split. There's supposed to be seven people. They usually have seven people, but if they split two two, then they will add on. There's a couple people in Las Vegas. There's two board members in Vegas, and they're gonna call them up. All right. So if, if it's tied two two for OJ, they go to overtime. The overtime at the parole hearing is they have to call Vegas. They patch in by phone, a vi- or possibly a video conference here, and they have two other people. Well, what happens if it's 3-3? You're still tied. If it's 3-3, O.J. Simpson is going to have to wait till January. So that would be like the halfway point. You know, If they vote no, then he's going to wait a full year. But if they say well, we're tied at three, they have to wait till January when that extra person is added on. Another layer of drama to this that I'm curious about is if he wins parole, O.J., he then has to. He gives a little speech. It'll probably talk for two or three minutes, and that will be that. Will be that. Uh, but then he's got to say, "Well, here are my plans. Here's what I'm going to do when I get out of jail." And he's supposed to be in jail for 33 years. He was sentenced in 2008 to a minimum of nine, but a maximum of 33. Now, you usually don't serve the maximum, so uh, he's not going to serve 33. But uh, nine's obviously the, sh- the the quickest he could get out. He was convicted of 12 criminal counts. It was the Take my stuff back robbery, which shows you how bright O.J. is that he uh, tried to do that in a casino where there are cameras everywhere. When you go to any casino in Vegas, uh, they got their money, money, money. But the, the, the drama part of this, not only is you know they vote in favor of O.J. Simpson, but when he says, hey, here's what I'm going to do, they have to approve that. And the assumption is that O.J. is going to run back to Florida. Why? Because that is where his his pension money is protected from having to pay out to the Goldman family. Uh, he OJ's in the tank. He owes a lot of money uh, because he was found guilty in a civil case for killing uh, the two people that he was found innocent in in the in the legal system, the the main court system, the criminal court system. So uh, OJ's got to go back to Florida. What if? How about this one for a curveball? What if the parole board says, you know what, we're going to let you out. We're going to let you out, OJ. But you got to live in a state where they don't have the laws that they do in Florida, which means like if, if OJ said, well, you got to live in like Nevada or I don't know the laws in Nevada, but I, let's assume they're not like Florida. But what if they said you have to live in a state where your pension is fair game? Would OJ rather stay in prison for another year than get out and have to pay a check and just write that pension or a good chunk of that pension over to the Goldman family? And the Brown family. Keep in mind also, how much money are we talking about here? It is estimated that when O.J. gets out, if it happens in October, October 1st, the day he gets out of jail, he gets a check for $2.7 million. His pension has been occurring. Uh, They've been putting in a bank account since he's been in jail for the last, since 2008 uh, when this all went down. And so he's just been collecting checks that he obviously can't spend because he's in jail and you don't need money in jail like that. And so other than to buy some smokes or something like that, you don't need a lot of money. You don't need a lot of money. And so this money's just been adding up every single month. So we're up to almost $3 million that OJ's going to get 
when he gets out of jail. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Now, this prison, which is in the middle of nowhere in the, the great state of Nevada, I, I read, Eddie, that one of the, the prison guards said, one of the correction officers claimed that the prison O.J. Simpson's at is like a cruise ship with barbed wire. I, I saw that description as well. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, I would say it's not bad. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's better than any prison I would have uh, would have thought about. This has, cruise ship? This has more amenities, Eddie, than the hotels I've stayed at. All right, O.J.'s prison. Well, what? to be fair, you you look for a good deal at a hotel. Uh, I do. More than a luxurious place no, to I, stay. I don't, you're not supposed to spend too much time at the hotel. You travel. You're supposed to go out and do stuff. You're not supposed to spend all your time in a hotel room. You might as well stay home. But the amenities here. They've got a, a gym, which I, I would think most prisons have a gym, right? That's the Hollywood thing. Right? We've we got a lot of guys incarcerated that listen to the show. And we know we have a lot of ex-cons that listen to the show. But uh, my, my take on this is most prisons, if not all of them, have a gym. The prison that O.J.'s at has a softball field. They've got volleyball courts, ping pong. What the heck? Go from volleyball to ping pong, a little softball action there. Why not? But wait, there's more as well. Uh, the prison that O.J.'s at, plenty of television. Uh, plenty of, of TV. They've got cable television as well. They've got access to movies. That sounds pretty good. Man. A little ping pong right there. Is that OJ playing some ping pong right there? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Solid. So. Now, do they have uh, Do they have internet? Do you know that? I do not know. Hmm. I do not. I wonder, yeah, I wonder would if need they that. could listen to the Ben Maller Show podcast. Well, you could, they have radio. I'm sure our show's on in, in that part of Nevada. So, OJ... Plus, at night, the radio signal travels on a- on the AM band. It travels much further. And this is such a nice prison, they might have satellite radio there. Maybe he's listening on satellite. Shout out. Yeah, thank God there's no soccer going on right now. Yeah, I don't we, think. Might not. Yeah, no, there's no. always soccer somewhere, Eddie. Somewhere there's always a soccer match. All right, it's a newbie night on the Ben Maller Show. You going to check this out, Eddie? I'll check it out. I'm going to watch. As I um, no, I probably won't. You will not. It okay. Uh, Danny G, uh, yes, no, maybe so. Yeah, I'm interested in interested. it. Interested. Okay. You want to see what he looks like, right? You wanna, you're curious about that, too? And who's going to speak on his behalf and who's going to do be part of that? We, how, how many of his kids show up? Do any of his kids show up? Uh, all that. I don't think any of them will show up. I don't think there's going to be many people there. I think this is uh, mostly media, media-driven. Uh, ben Maller's show on Fox on a newbie night. All new calls. Back to the phones we go on a newbie night. And we say hello to Mike, who is in Tempe, Arizona, on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Mike. What up, Ben? Hi, Mike. Hey, uh, have you not heard about uh, how it works? Is uh, hold, on, uh, hold on a second, Mike. Mike, uh, let me give you some smelling salts here. Hold on a second. I want you to wake up. I know it's late, and I know you probably had a very is. tough day. It's very hot. It very hot in Tempe. I love Tempe, but it, try to wake up a little bit so you sound like okay. you're sleepwalking. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here's how it is. Uh, you are allowed uh, Facebook time while you're in prison. Okay. So you, you are allowed? Fa- how do you know this? Because I know people are in prison. Yeah. All right. Now, I've had guys in prison that have sent me email. No, but... no, you're allowed to go on Facebook. Is that in the you, law? Is that is that a law in America that you're supposed no, to? No, it's not a law. In Arizona, I don't know. Uh, so in Arizona, where they, 
They they still have the the prison tents in uh, in Arizona. They still got yeah. Oh no no Sheriff Joe's. He's gone. He's gone. Out. So they got rid of those. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Right. but you are allowed like a certain time. So you can use Facebook. What about Twitter? What if I say I'm not a Facebook guy? I like Twitter. I I don't think Twitter's allowed. Not but... Twitter. What about Instagram? What if I say <gasps> I, I would well, like to look I'm at the beautiful you, Facebook? What if, allowed, why not Instagram like... though? With beautiful women on Instagram, what if I want to check out the beautiful... You're missing the point, Ben. Well, what's the point? Get to the point. Okay, uh, the point, what I want to get at is uh, yeah. OJ. Oh, now you're all over the place. Yeah, OJ Simpson, yes. What do you think? Uh, are you for him or getting out of him? Am I for OJ Simpson? Am I am I cheering for OJ Simpson? <laughs> yeah, oh, there's or no question. Him- I don't know that cheering is the right word for OJ Simpson. Let, let's say... Well, I, I'm I, just asking. I am- I'm not for him. Well, I'm curious to see what happens, and this would be such a yeah, this would so be such I. a poop show that yeah, I want to I want to see what happens. The rumor is he's going to get a reality TV show, which will be a disaster. Yeah, I'm sure. I bet you he gets paroled. What if he ends up dating? Uh, Chris, well, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, Daddy. Yeah, you, yeah. Little uh, reality crossover show. OJ needs a date when he gets out of jail, and Bruce Jenner. Uh, you know, the former Bruce Jenner might uh, might be interested. Could be. All right, uh, thank you, Mike. Mike really wanted to get that point out there that if you're in jail, you can use Facebook. Now, there was a, one, one of the guys in jail that used to listen. He was one of my regulars, and he used to get upset with me because I'd always say he was the you – know, he had no, no other options because he was in jail, and he'd always say, well, there's like two other shows I could listen to. Uh, in Florida, this guy in Florida, he used, to, he used to send me these long emails, but he claimed what he did – was he he would write a letter and then he'd send it to somebody and then they'd type it up as an email, so that's there was like a middleman in that in that transaction. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, it is a newbie night, so we will give out the number and you can be part of it. the uh, The number is eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. That's eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. You can be part of the festivities. Was it a knockout or not? We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller Posse by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our executive producer. He's the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. Their drafting of Robert Nickimdishman. Nick, Nick and now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We're still waiting for Robert Kemdichi to be the defensive player of the year in the NFL. We might have to wait 20 years, but eventually, eventually it might happen. Please. All right. Uh, Nashville Danny writes in, it's a newbie night, all new callers. He says, Ben's entire career relies on two things. You want to take a guess what those two things are, uh, Eddie? You, uh, you, lying and cheating. Well, no. Honesty and integrity. <laughs> uh, those two things. <laughs> no, no. He said, uh, he said, in the air, everywhere, and his nicknames is what he said, Eddie. So I think he wants me to give you some nicknames. I think that's what this guy wants. No? I mean, it sound, I, I that sounds I, like... No. I, I want to say I I unequivocally no, no. I have no skill. I... I bring nothing to the table. I'm not some ex-jock that spews a bunch of cliches and all that. I don't have that ability. 
I'm not on television. Usually to be in radio, you have to be a, a television guy or something like that. I don't have that skill anymore. I've done TV, but not in a long time. Uh, so, yeah, I, I pretty much just say in the air everywhere and nicknames. And if I could, I would just say those only two things, and then I would say, oh, I'm in the air everywhere, and then here's my nicknames. Goodbye, everybody. I'm out of here. That would be a good show. You saw it? <laughs> what, what? Right, to the phones uh, we go on a newbie night, and Ron is next on Fox Sports Radio. We'll get to that. Was it a knockout or was it not a knockout story in a little bit? What's going on, Ron? Hey, I want to speak to the uh, to the last caller that you had. He gave the impression that uh, it's legal for inmates to uh, go onto Facebook. And uh, if he hadn't did time before, he shouldn't be speaking on something that he don't know about. He's no, he was, very, he was very strong in saying, though. He, he tried to strong-arm me, Ron. You heard him. He's, he, <laughs> you know, he, tried to, he tried to bludgeon me by telling me that in prison you're allowed Facebook time. No, you're not. No. Not legally. Not legally. Yeah. And how do you know? How do how do you know this? Because I did time. I did twenty seven years. In Holy California. Moses, man, that's a lot of time there, Ron. <gasps> how long you been out, man? Ten years. Oh, good for you. How about that? Wow, that's a long run, man. But is it is it now? Where where were you? Like what prison were you at? Well, uh, in the California uh, prison system, they have a. Uh, uh, a, a point system, yeah. and when you come in with a lot of time, you go to the roughest prison, and then if you're good, then you work your way down to the lower level prison. So I started in San Quentin. Wow. Okay. Back in '83. Yeah. So I made my way through about uh, six systems, six prisons, working working my way down, and eventually I was granted parole through the. Uh, uh, board of prison term. Right. Well, you're the perfect guy. Now, what do you think of O.J. Simpson today? As someone that did 27 years of hard time, you say, what do you think about O.J. today? Well, well first of all, uh, I, I think he's an idiot, one, for getting away with two murders and then didn't clean up his life or his act, and he go out there and commit another crime and wound up in prison for a little minor uh, crime. However, I don't think he's going to get out. Uh, you know, he's not going to get granted parole tomorrow simply because he's, he's been sentenced to nine years minimum and in, in the, the maximum of 33 years. Yeah. They're not going to let him out on his first uh, nine years. They're going to deny him another year, which they did usually do, mm. and then after that, they might consider him in another year or so. Yeah. All right, so you're, you're calling your shot here. You say you don't, you don't think they'll let him out, even though it's a little different. I know in Nevada, if you, if you look at the numbers, I think it's like 80% of cases somewhat similar to OJ. They let him out. All right, well, Ron, thank you, man. I'm glad you listened there, buddy. Be, uh, be good. Yes? All right. Yeah, I listen to you all the time, I, man. I love that, Ron. Thank you, buddy. That's great. All right, there's Ron. Our prison expert. Ben, he was great, but 10 years ago, how does he know about Facebook? Well, that would have been MySpace when he was in there. Oh, yeah, and no one's using MySpace now. Yeah, that's a good point. Do, do you remember your uh, login, your password? God, no. No. I, I have um, I, I had a MySpace page. There's, like, photos of me and Karen Kay and some other stuff. That was when I did the original third shift on Fox back in the uh, – 
The Stone nice. Age. Do you remember what the URL is? I think it was just my name. I, I think uh, I think it was my name. But I have not. You, I'm sure you had one too, Danny, right? Yeah. Everyone oh, yeah. had mine. Yeah. yeah. I never had a MySpace. Isn't like MySpace. Oh, Coop didn't. You're too young. But all right, here's the deal. At one point, I, here's my analogy, right? This is my perspective. The comparison, at one point, MySpace was competition to Facebook. Right? It, was that, that an accurate yeah, thing? When Facebook was brand new, yeah. yeah. Facebook was yeah. just starting, and MySpace was a big deal. It's like VHS versus beta. Right? At one point, people were like, they wanted to have, you know, beta, was it was VHS or beta, and then VHS won out. Now there's DVDs, and now people don't even use DVDs. Now they just, the technology changes. But there was this, like, rivalry, right? right? Am I right on that? There was, a, there was a bit of a rivalry for a period of time, and then and MySpace just went in the tank, and Facebook push, took off. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Uh, to knock out or not a knockout, we will get to that. And more newbies. I like that we're getting guys fighting over Facebook in prison. This is this is a quality newbie night. That's why the show exists, Ben. You don't get that on our competition. You do not get that in the competition. And get ass on Facebook. Uh, okay. <laughs> It was clearly edited audio. I did not say that. Uh, we'll get to all that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. Also, Mallard of the third degree. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now back to Ben Maller. We have made it through the first 90 minutes of the Ben Maller Show with not one regular getting on. We've taken more calls than we usually do. Long way to go. Yeah. I thought we had one. Remember the first hour last week we had Enzo call up. He was a regular that got on. And so Coop's ahead. I know he bet on the regulars getting on. So Coop actually is going to somehow lose this if the if we don't get uh, three regulars on the show. He's going to end up losing. All right, we'll get to Mallard of the third degree in a moment, but was it a knockout or was it not a knockout? A wild rumor going around over the weekend from the WBO welterweight champion of the world. If I give you a million guesses, you would never get it right. Uh, Jesse Vargas claiming that he'd been told gossip from friends in the boxing world that Conor McGregor, the trash-talking, UFC Maven, who's about to make more money than God to fight Floyd Mayweather. Conor McGregor had already been knocked out during training for the upcoming mega fight with Floyd Mayweather. And so people went to Mayweather and said, hey, what the hell? Uh, What's going on? And uh, Mayweather was asked about this. And, of course, as you might imagine, Mayweather did a little tap dance uh, like he's in the ring there. And he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to show you how good I am on my footwork. He said he does not believe the rumors that Conor McGregor's already been knocked out in training for this particular fight. Hell no! You f- weasel! And you f- <laughs> <laughs> They should have stopped after Toronto. They should have only done two news conferences uh, when May- when McGregor came out in Toronto and started attacking the Showtime executive, it was unreal. It was. And so while we're at it, show too. You little weasel! Look at you, you little weasel! I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was, it was worthy of a Netflix comedy special, and then he had to go ruin it the next two days in New York and in London by blowing it. But anyway, May- Mayweather said. 
He said, basically, if I ain't seen no footage, I don't believe it. That's from from uh, Floyd Money Mayweather. Let's say hello to let's uh, let's try. Let's see. Here should go there or there or there. How about we say hi to John, who's in St. Paul, and then we'll get to Maller to the third degree. Hello, John. Hey, Ben. How you doing tonight? John, if I was any better, I'd be a Viking, but not a Minnesota Viking because they're not winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, you may be right there. Steelers may come and surprise everybody in memory of Dan Rooney. But uh, with that uh, with that on take, um, my top three quarterbacks would probably be uh, Joe Montana, Tom Brady, and John Elway. For John Elway, yeah. Yeah, did, I mean, well, yeah. more bias than anything. I grew up loving him, so that's more bias than anything. But, yeah, I want to go back to when Brady was winning them Super Bowls early. He did have a defense. He had to shut down your guy, Kurt Warner, there in, in the St. Louis Rams and Peyton Manning's explosive offense. So that, a lot of times in New England Patriots, defense don't get enough credit. Of course, the quarterback guides the team down the field, but uh, you can without, say that, them, then, then, without those defenses. Uh, yeah, well, no one likes you know, Nobody calls radio shows to talk about defense. You know, that's not how it works. People talk about quarterbacks and receivers and running backs. Well, and, yeah. No, that's but, not. Um, who calls a radio show? Let's talk about that defense. No one wants to do that. It doesn't happen. You know that, Jim. But uh, yeah, here, here's the deal too. The the main the main the main the main the main yeah the main argument though for Brady. Uh, thanks for being a newbie, John. I like you. Uh, the main argument for Brady is that of all the players on offense he's played with, who is going to who made an impact? Who is a Hall of Famer? Is Wes Welker a Pro Football Hall of Famer? Does he get in? Is that the the top player? They're being good players. Julian Edelman right now. Is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? Rob Gronkowski probably is, but who else? You can say that Peyton Manning played with three Hall of Fame players with the Colts. Edron James, a Hall of Fame running back. Marshall Falk, briefly there, a Hall of Fame running back. Marvin Harrison's a Hall of Fame receiver. It's probably somebody else I forgot, but those are the three. For the Patriots, who else other than Brady, and unless you think Wes Welker – or Julian Edelman, it's pretty much Brady and Gronk. That's it. And Gronk plays about eight games, and then he, his body breaks down, and he has to rest up for the college co-ed season. He's going to rest his body there. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do this. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And the Coop the Loop, who's pitching a perfect game right now. We'd like to alert all our affiliates. The Coop the Loop has not allowed any regulars to get on right now. It's been all newbies. Wow, an unbelievably great newbie night so far. Ernie says newbie night has been so far provided us with transgender a Dave, a drunk, and an ex-con. What's uh, What part is new, he says? Some Ernie. How dare you? How dare you? All right, Coop, what do we have here? I can't wait to find out what's next. I cannot wait. Earlier this week, the Panthers suddenly fired GM Dave Gettleman. The reaction has been mixed. First, you had former Panthers players approving of the move, but now you have current Panthers players saying that they don't understand it. Ron Rivera said on Tuesday that he was surprised by the move. Now, the Panthers are only two years removed from a 15-1 and record and a Super Bowl trip. You think they kind of jumped the gun on this firing? No, I'm going to vote no on this, and, and the reason why, I mean, this was not unjustified. I don't know the the ins and outs of the Carolina Panthers franchise. I just know what I've been told and what I've read, and I've made my decision that the answer is no. Number one, 
there was a house divided. I think we can agree on that within the walls of the Carolina Panthers facility. It finally reached the boiling point in Carolina where someone was able to get Jerry Richardson, the owner's ear, and said, hey, you got a knucklehead working for you. And Jerry Richardson, the owner, is like, okay, uh, well, I don't want this guy working for me. The complaints finally reached the top of the mountain. And that insurgency paid off with this guy being removed. Number two, Dave Gettleman, his big problem appears to be diplomacy. He was in a bad spot with a salary cap, but he was also blind, rude, and a douche to players. He was blind to people's feelings. He was rude with how he dealt with people, and he was an overall douche uh, with players on Carolina. And eventually that comes back to bite you in the ass. And it did him. And it appears his people skills, the Carolina Panthers general manager, were on par with Sam Hinkie, the 76ers GM from Trust the Process. If you treat people, in this case players like livestock and not as human beings, eventually that will come back and get you. Even the Patriots, for all their shenanigans and all their ridiculousness, the New England Patriots, they still treat people with respect to a degree. All right. Next. Matt Ryan was on the radio earlier this week when, of course, he was asked about his heartbreaking Super Bowl loss. Ryan said, quote, it's a scar that will drive you. Ben, how do you expect the Falcons to bounce back this year? Uh, not good. This is going to be a step back. Backsliding would be the, the word I would use to describe the Atlanta Falcons this particular year. The Falcons are in a tough spot. Your typical Super Bowl hangover, even though they didn't win. They're going to have the hangover from blowing that ridiculous lead against the Patriots. A, uh, I have no faith in Steve Sarkeesian, his ability to guide that offense to call the plays. The Falcons are a mediocre team without an elite offense. And Kyle Shanahan, who I didn't think much of either, but he did a good job last year. Kyle Shanahan took the money, and now he'll go 4-12 and for the next three years with the 49ers. And that means that the old drunkard is going to be the one calling the plays for the Falcons' offense. He'll be the one that's, you know, running the offense as the OC. Good luck on that. And, B, it is not just me. I'm not on an island here that expects Atlanta to regress this particular season. Las Vegas, the bookmakers in Vegas, I believe the the win total for the Falcons last I checked was 10. Uh, Atlanta's got road games with the Patriots and Seattle. They have home games with the Packers and Cowboys in Georgia. That is a murderous non-divisional schedule. So if they stumble in any way in the division, and the division's competitive with Carolina, everyone's hyping up the Buccaneers offense, and the New Orleans Saints still have Drew Brees. So if they stumble at all in the division, they won't even win 10 games. There's going to be no bounce back in Atlanta. They're not going to the Super Bowl this year. Next. Ben, the Dodgers are trying to sell the naming rights to the field at Dodger Stadium. I saw that, yeah. People are upset about this. Yes, a lot of Dodgers faithful faithful are up in arms. Angry, angry, angry. What about you? I am not angry about this. Maybe I should be more angry, but I'm not. I am surprised that it has taken this long. I'm absolutely surprised. First of all, when I was at Dodger Stadium a lot back in the day, when Peter O'Malley, when I first started going out there and Peter O'Malley and the O'Malley family on the team, there were two advertisements in Dodger Stadium. One of them was that 76 ball on top of the scoreboard. That was it. 
but that was back in the Bronze Age. Times change. Now you have sensory overload when you go to a Dodger game with billboards in your face everywhere, flashing. So it's capitalism. This is not just the Dodger Stadium. The cathedrals of baseball have this. Uh, Wrigley Field, Chicago. I was at Fenway Park last year. It's the same thing. It's no different there, and that's a much older stadium than Dodger Stadium. So it's free enterprise to play. And secondly, if I'm a Dodger supporter, and I am, but if I'm, these Dodger fans are getting all worked up about the naming of the field at Dodger Stadium, they should be more upset with the fact that the Dodgers' cable TV package is hard to get. I think OJ, you have to be in prison to get the Dodger games on television. There's a whole generation. It's, it's hard enough to get young people to watch baseball, even if you have it accessible. The Dodgers have thrown away an entire generation of kids that cannot grow up to watch Dodger games. That's the problem there. Right? If you're going to charge 12 or $20 million for naming rights, how about you put maybe I don't know, 50 games on television people can actually get? Dodgers are having the greatest year they've ever had, ever, and it's a rumor. It's ridiculous. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Then you pass this edition. That's a winner. <laughs> All right, very good. We got a winner. We got the winner. All right, time now for the Insta Trivia. And here it is. You can answer this on a newbie night. Which player has hit the shortest home run in the advanced stats era of baseball? All right, so this is only the last handful of years. Which player has hit what has been determined to be the shortest home run, obviously not involving an inside-the-park home run, but the shortest home run that actually left the stadium in the advanced stats era of baseball? That's the instant trivia. The answer's next. Ben Maller Show has been called the most unique show on sports radio, but we need your help with our guerrilla marketing campaign. Use your social media pages to show your support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. And a newbie night will have all in coming up in a moment. Chance to potentially win some money. And I might or not be headed back to Lost Wages, Nevada. It's my home away from home, so I might uh, might actually be betting some, some real American currency on uh, some of these games. Uh, to Twitter we go, though. The uh, reaction coming in here to the Insta Trivia. Which player has hit? The shortest home run in the advanced stats era of baseballs, the last couple of years since they started keeping track of this, the Rock Dog Cat says Hiram Boca Chica is the answer. J.J. is going with Mark Teixeira. Nacho Libre thrown out by Ernie. Shea Hillenbrand from the Rooster. Ben Revere from Robbie the Mariner fan. Buttercup Dickerson from King fan Kevin Garrett. Clearly cheating got this right. How dare you? Minnie Minoso, guessed by Wally. What say you, Eddie? It is not Ichiro, which is what Anthony gets. Uh, I'm going to go with Esteban Loiza. Oh, uh, the pitcher. Uh, no. It's not the wizard Ozzy Smith, guessed by Patrick, the Uber driver, our friend, or uh, any of these other guests. The correct answer. The shortest home run in the stat, cat, stat cast era goes to New York Yankees shortstop D.D. Gregorius. Hit a home run at Fenway Park over the weekend. That stat cast, check this out. They measured it at 295 feet. Why does that matter? Because the it was near the pesky pole. The pesky pole is supposed to be 302 feet minimum. But stat cast claims the home run, which just went right where the pesky pole is, 295 feet 
from home plate at Fenway Park. Damn! According to their computer analysis. Let's get to it quickly. Here we go. Yeah! It's Ben Maller, and he's going all in. I'll go all in. All in. I'm going to go all in. All right, cool. We got to fly. I think this, the Nationals suck. Screw them. Uh, how'd the rest of you guys do? Uh, Eddie was the only winner. Yeah. All right. Eddie's the only winner. Yankees are on the road in Seattle. King Felix is on the mound. The Yankees aren't playing that great. I'll ride with the Mariners. Go M's. What about you? Japanese baseball, baby. Tokoru Golden Eagles <laughs> against the <laughs> Nippon Ham right, Fighters. Over-unders eight and a half. <laughs> I'm up. taking the under. All right, Danny. Braves at the Dodgers. Over-unders eight. Dodgers bats on fire. I'm taking the over all day. All right, Coop. The traditional five seconds. I'm going to take the Diamondbacks. Because the Angels aren't playing? Is that is that why? Yeah, probably so. A numerical tale from the world of baseball. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com. For a free rate quote, the New York Yankees, the toast of baseball this week because Brian Cashman was able to outmaneuver Dave Dombrowski, the GM of the Red Sox, in getting Todd Frazier. Now, the other part of this is that Todd Frazier actually has to hit, which is a problem. Uh, He was batting barely over 200 with the Chicago White Sox at the time the Yankees and White Sox made this big trade, but Todd Frazier is going to take over for Chase Headley as the third baseman for the New York Yankees. So why am I bringing this up now? Well, the Yankees played the Twins. Somehow they lost to the Twins yesterday. But that's not specifically what I want to talk to you about. It is what Todd Frazier said. Todd, Fra- It's all about jersey numbers is what it's about. Now, Todd Frazier's from New Jersey. Ironically, he said growing up he was not a Yankee fan. The photo, which is all over social media of him as a little leaguer standing next to Derek Jeter in the Bronx, is uh, a story that's been shared many times. Uh, Todd Frazier said, listen, I, I liked baseball. I wasn't specifically a Yankee fan. I happened to like, though, my favorite player was a guy by the name of Paul O'Neill. He was my favorite player. And he had more to say about which number, the number 21, uh, Todd Frazier says he would like to have. I just love baseball, but at the same time, uh, like I said, Paul O'Neill, that's why we're 21, and, you know, hopefully um, I can talk to him. Maybe I can be able to get that number um, before I get back home. All right, so, again, the Yankees on the road here going to Seattle and some other places, and then they'll be back in New York. So the question is this, Todd Frazier, the latest pickup, a rental. He's only going to be with Yankee likely for three months, and then if he doesn't go bonkers and hit a billion home runs, he'll go somewhere else at the end of the 2017 season. So it's pretty simple here. Let's talk about it. Should Todd Frazier wear Paul O'Neill's number? To me, this is obviously yes. Of course he should be allowed to. The, the, the debate, and this is one of those things, the, the dopey things about baseball. All right, Paul O'Neill was a fine player on some great Yankee teams. And I know he's beloved because he was a hothead and he did crazy things in the dugout with water coolers and things like that. Paul O'Neill is not a, a, a player that's a Hall of Fame player. He's not going to have his number enshrined into Cooperstown. He should, his number's not retired by the Yankees. It's pretty simple. You either have a retired number or you don't. 
Now, I've got two thoughts on this. It is both therapeutic to give out the number and douchebag preventing. But that, I will explain. First of all, it's therapeutic. The Yankees have a plague. The plague is they can't stop retiring numbers. Now, I understand the Yankees have the greatest history in the world, and everyone that played for the Yankees is a legend. Right? Everyone's a legend. You go through the list. Billy Martin, Derek Jeter, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Joe DiMaggio, Joe Torre, Mickey Mantle, Bill Dickey, all the Yogi Bear. Go on and on. I get that. But enough. It's overkill. It's overkill. You know, you're retiring Bernie Williams' number and Andy Pettit. It's too much. You've gone too far. You've gone too far. So, the Yankees issuing number 21 to a rental player, Todd Frazier, will be therapeutic. It will help them stop this illness. Now, what did we say the other day? It is scientifically proven that everyone's favorite word is their own name. Baseball teams, specifically the Yankees, need a ring of honor. They do it in football. They do it well in football. A number of teams have this ring of honor. If we retire someone's name, you put it up in the stadium, there it is. You can see your name, your surname, your first name, the whole thing right there. That's what the Yankees ought to do. So stop with this nonsense. And plus, the ironic part of this is this conversation among the Yankees and their fan base about whether or not they should give out the number 21. You do realize that the last Yankee to wear number 21 was not Paul O'Neill. Morgan Ensberg. And Latroy Hawkins both wore number 21. Who? Well, the great Morgan Ensberg, former Astro, and Latroy Hawkins, who pitched for 7,000 different teams. Never heard of them. That's because they don't play anymore, but they both wore number 21 back in 2008. Paul O'Neill, if we're going to get into the timeline, if you're curious about that, the the Paul O'Neill years, he last played for the Yankees in 2001. He played most of the 90s coming over from the Cincinnati Reds with the Yankees. He stopped playing for the Yanks in 2001. Uh, so, so again, therapeutic. Uh, stop with this. The number's not retired. You either retire it or you don't retire it. They shouldn't retire it. And then the other part of this is part two, which is the fact that Todd Frazier has boxed Paul O'Neill into a corner, right? Paul, if Paul O'Neill says no – you can't wear my number, even though he's not going to the Hall of Fame. His number's not retired. If Paul O'Neill puts up a fight here, who's an occasional Yankee broadcaster, he looks like a douchebag. So the fact that the number is handed out is really douchebag prevention is, is what it is here. Otherwise, Paul O'Neill looks like a dope uh, for saying, no, 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 no. Even though I haven't played in 16 years, you are not worthy of wearing my number. It's ridiculous is what it is. It's silly. And this idea, like, somehow they should go talk to Paul O'Neill. How about the other players that wore number 21 for the Yankees? You know the great Scott Sanderson, starting pitcher back in the day? He wore number 21. Deion Sanders, Kevin Moss briefly wore number 21. Who could forget Hal Morris? You remember how much? If you're an old fart, these are good names. If you're a young person, you're saying, man, that Maller sucks. He's terrible. He's just rolling off stupid names. Uh, here's one. Dan Pasqua, a first baseman. He wore number 21. Ken Phelps. Ken Phelps, the guy that the Yankees traded for another guy that you don't know whose name is if you're a young punk. Who? Named Jay Buhner. We can go on and on. We can go on. A million guys have worn number 21. The great Spud Chandler. 
Spud Chandler wore it back in the 40s. <laughs> Not Spud Webb, Spud Chandler. One of the great right-handed pitchers of all time, unless uh, unless he wasn't. Unless he wasn't. All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. So just hand out the number. Now, meanwhile, we got big-name star in baseball. Angry. Angry, angry, angry. And you know who he's angry at? He's angry at his own team. We take him out of South Beach, just down the street from Weed Man Hippie, Giancarlo Stanton. Giancarlo Stanton hit his 30th home run of the year. He tied Aaron Judge for the Major League lead, but that's not the story. That's not the story. That's just a secondary part to the main story. Have you heard about this? Now, Giancarlo Stanton became enraged with his own team because they lost by seven runs, the Marlins, to the worst team in baseball, the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, no. And Stanton went on a rant. And uh, just imagine I'm Giancarlo Stanton, formerly known as Mike Stanton. I'm from the 818. I went to high school just down the street from the coveted Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. I now live in a penthouse condo in Miami, overlooking the water, living the dream on a bad baseball team. So I'm John Carlos Stanton. I'll do some role play. Quote, if you can't win a series against the worst team in the league, there's not much going for you right there, according to Stanton. Not happy. Not happy at all. The Marlins, they've lost five of their last six. They're nine games under 500 currently and sitting in third place, toiling a zillion games out of any real contention in the National League. So what do we make of Giancarlo Stanton's rant? Well, uh, we can, we'll start with the fact that clearly the tension levels have been raised in South Florida. The trade deadline is coming up, and even though the Marlins have said everyone's available, Giancarlo Stanton is the, the big jewel here. So this is a stressful time for Giancarlo because he very likely could be traded at the July 31st non-waiver deadline, which means we are less than two weeks away, this being the 20th of July. We are closing in on that point of demarcation. You either trade him or you don't trade him. So there's a lot of anxiety right now. That's number one. And also, reality is setting in, right? Reality, you know, you have the hope and reality. You have the hope in spring training every year that you're not going to suck. And about this point, the reality sets in, boy, we're not good. Uh, we are terrible. And we still have a couple of months to go. And we're, we're terrible. Uh, we're garbage. And you can be Mr. Nice Guy about it and try to put on a happy face. Or occasionally, you can have a satanic meltdown and, and, yeah, this wasn't even a huge meltdown. He's pretty much announced that if you can't win a series against the worst team in baseball, there's not much going for you. Now, is this a call to action? Is Giancarlo Stanton in this stressful time in his life? Is he actually asking for a trade? Is this some kind of message in a bottle? Are we reading too much into this here? Let's put it this way. I'll leave on this note. I do not believe that John Carlos Stanton would be devastated if he was traded. 
Now, Miami's a great town to live in, and the weather's wonderful, and no one cares about the Marlins, so it's like you're a superstar, but nobody knows who you are in your own city. Uh, so, so there's positives to that. You get all the, the things that ballers get, right? You get all the goodies that the VIP lifestyle will provide you. Smoke weed every day. Well, that as well. Uh, and you're a luminary, but you're not really a luminary, right? I mean, there's not people clamoring for your, you know, hanging on your every, every move because there's 17 people that go to Marlin baseball games, and most of them leave by the fifth inning because, because they want to go to bed. You got to take a nap. It's late. All right, so Ben Maller Show, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie on a newbie night. A newbie night. And so far, nobody has gotten yeah. by the Coupe de Loop. We are or, halfway. Or have they, have they even tried? We are halfway home. Halfway home, and it is a perfect game. Yeah. No, no veterans have, uh, have gotten by Coupe. It's all newbies. Yeah, it is stunning what has gone on here. Stunning what has gone on. Now, the over-under was two and a half. We all took the over. Yeah. Even Coop yeah. took the over. Coop, how are you feeling right now, Coop? You're, you're pitching a perfect game right now, and you didn't, you didn't bet on yourself. Oh, yeah, because I'm just going to go with whatever you bet on because you will rig the event to oh, make I sure that no, you win. I have, no ability, I have no ability to rig anything that is, uh, that is false, and that is— Right, because that didn't happen the most recent newbie night that we had. I believe that is slander. Uh, and I believe that's accurate. I believe that is incorrect. And Sue I would me. Like an we'll apolo- see who wins in court. I, would I, like have, an, I have audio evidence. I would like an apology is what I would like uh, right now. and have, I, I must go to the Supreme Court of the United States. I will do that. I demand an apology. That's not happening. What you heard right there is insubordination. What you, you are you a cheater. What you heard right there is insubordination. My own producer, a man that Supposed to you know, die for me, Coop. You know, as a producer, you're, you're like the Secret Service. You're supposed to take a bullet for me. That is not true in the I'm, slightest. I'm President Trump. You're the Secret Service. You have to take a bullet for me. All right? That's your job. You signed up for that. Don't they understand that I would jump in front of a bullet for Nicole? Nope. Again, you listen to other radio shows, uh, producers, whatever you want. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Whatever you want. Absolutely. Not here. Not here. This we is a, are different. We are, Yes. This is one case I don't want to be different. Uh, this is where I want uh, I want 1994 Baba Bowie. That's what I want. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. As soon as you start to pay our salaries, you will get that. Oh, but, I am. But I until am paying, then, I am paying everyone's salary. Bad, I make so much money around these parts that I exactly just pay, right. yes. pay everyone's salary. That's what I do. <laughs> and I'm, I'm very upset with Danny G, too, because I, I – I went deep in the Maller hat collection, and Danny made no reference to this. He, this is, you, don't even re- you don't even realize that yeah. this is a oh, classic hat. Looks like one of the hats you would have wore in, like, a celebrity softball no, game no, at no, Dodger no. Stadium. This was the, I, I'm wearing a, a white L.A. Dodgers hat. This is the hat they wore. It was their first alternative cap. And there's a great – this is when I was doing Dodger talk well, back I thought in it the was, day. I thought it was a Hollywood Stars Night hat. Well, I am a star. Uh, but no, no, it, it was actually a hat they wore for a couple of years, and it was so despised. This is one of my favorite Dodgers stories that people have forgotten about. I believe it was Todd Hunley that was behind this. But they felt like these hats that I'm wearing were cursed, that they had a terrible record wearing these hats. And so a group of Dodger players, this is kind of like the Dodgers version of what the Astros did where they buried Carlos Beltran's glove, except the Dodgers took it to the next level. This goes back almost 20 years. 
So they before a Dodger game, in batting practice, they went out to the bullpen uh, in the outfield of Dodger Stadium, and they all took their white alternative Dodger caps. They put them in a, jo- a big pile, and I believe they used lighter fluid, and they put a match on top, and they lit the whole thing on fire, which would have been fine if the Los Angeles Fire Department had not come to see what the hell was going on. They had violated the, uh, the fire code. Similar to the Beltron uh, funeral that just happened? Uh, you know, it's in that you know shenanigans of baseball that that context, but uh. now maybe it's just the way the light's shining on your hat, but it looks like you slid into second base wearing that hat. Oh, like I, some, I have. There's a, some dirt from well, it's game the used. infield. No, this actually this came from uh, a friend of mine who used to be a clubhouse guy. This is actually an authentic cap that some terrible Dodger player when they sucked would have worn. So, yeah, well, I'll, I'll retire it if you want. I mean, you don't seem to appreciate. It. No, no, I, I mean, love to. I, I, I have uh, like. I probably 10, 11 different Dodger hats. Really? Yeah. I've only got a couple. Need to upgrade, up, update my uh, my wardrobe. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. The worm is the word. We'll get to that, or is it a meal? We'll get to all that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller Posse by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our technical producer. He is the man who plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites of the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. His last name is a mystery to most. But you can follow him at Danny G Radio. What if she's 5'10 and has a badunkadunk? And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Josh says the only one taking a bullet for you, Ben, is Weed Man Hippie. He loves you. It's a good call. That I Alexis might. No. Problem is, Alexis is laying in a hospital bed. I don't know that that would be very helpful for taking a bullet. Ben, I love you. Uh, The Mantis checks in and says, uh, that is why we love you, Ben. Uh, The fact that your producer hates you, uh, essentially, is what uh, what he said with that. And uh, Chris says they uh, will not call. The, The regulars will not call because there's no drama. Coop bet against himself, so they're not calling. It's a fair point. Mike is in Kentucky. It's a newbie night. All new callers. Hello, Mike. Hey, what's going on, Ben? Welcome, Mike. What's up? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, I know it's uh, backtracking a little bit, but going back to the uh, quarterback situation, I don't see personally how they can put uh, Rodgers over someone like Dan Marino, who I would put into the top three. And, I mean, while he didn't win any Super Bowl rings, I mean, he made it. You love I mean, Dan, you so love Dan Marino. You grew up watching Dan Marino, and you worship Dan Marino. You do not no. want to talk to me about Dan I, Marino. Because... I do not. I actually did not watch football as a kid. I didn't start watching oh. football until about eight years ago. Oh, then why the hell are you calling about Dan Marino? He didn't play eight years ago. Well, no, but, but he played. But you're saying the best quarterbacks, and I think statistically and through uh, through a lot of his film and his tape, he was better. He is one of the top three just because of his – Actual uh, well, play style. Well, in the early days of Fox Sports Radio, I did entire shows dedicated to why Dan Marino was overrated. So you've come to the wrong place. You have I'm come sorry. to the wrong place uh, for the Dan Marino hyperbole. Uh, no, I, I always thought Marino was was not as good as everyone else thought he was. Because there were, there were a lot of people that would defend watching Marino's career. There's a lot of people that went out of their way to defend him, saying that the Dolphins didn't have any defense, they had no running game, and all these things that were were not true. They were not. And also, Marino, people thought he was a big-game quarterback. You know what his playoff 
passer rating was? I do not. Uh, I believe it was 77. That's not good. Uh, no, it's not. That's, you know, so, but, I mean, look at Peyton Manning. I mean, he didn't have a very good postseason except for a couple times, and most of the time he choked. Yeah. Well, you, even when the, the well, you, well, even when the Broncos won the last Super Bowl, he choked. Uh, he was terrible. Oh, it was horrendous. Yeah, they pushed him across the finish line. Is what they did. Yeah. All right. So you like Marino, but you only started eight years ago. And uh, all right, you've made your point. Anything else you would like to add here, Mike? It's newbie night. Anything else you want to add here? Um, well, I just want you all uh, to let everyone know who's listening. Watch out for the Titans this year. I know that there's being a lot of hype pushed on them from people like Peter King and such, but I want you all to understand yeah. that the hype is actually real. Oh, I understand. Time. I'm very concerned. All right, thank you. Yes, I'm very worried. Uh, let's go to General Zod. And we have, we have Ask Ben coming up in a few minutes, so if you want to get your questions in that way, use Twitter, use Facebook, Ben Maller Show on Facebook, and Twitter at Ben Maller. General Zod on Newbie Night in Mexico. What's going on, General Zod? Hello, Ben Maller. I would like to uh, impart a little of my wisdom upon you. I have noticed this O.J. Simpson character you speak of. Yeah. I do believe that he will be living in Caitlin Cato's pool house. Oh, my friend Cato Caitlin, yes. 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 Uh, did you, I read that actually in a DC comic book. I read that. Yeah. I think the roles will be reversed. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that is where he shall be <laughs> yes. for yeah. eternity. All right. Okay. I also oh, there's more. like yeah. to let you know. You're regular? That yeah. the three men around you yeah. have integrity no. and honesty. Now I know this is a plant. And you no, shall bow before a... Zod. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Which, that's I was, a, waiting, that's I was first, waiting for that. I will first. allow your clippers to <laughs> go to the <laughs> second round if you do this. <laughs> oh, really? The second, the second <laughs> round. All right. That's very exciting. That's the only way you're getting there, Ben. Right, that's our first regular, Eddie, right there. This is a regular. Disguising his voice. I am a regular. Yes, yeah, right. My name is actually Zod. Nice to talk to you again, yeah, Ben. You uh, take it easy, buddy. All right. There you go. Is that Anthony in Anaheim? Was that the... No? It's General Zod. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Sure. Kneel before Zod. <laughs> Completely believable. That's reasonable. Yes. Uh, no question about it. Let's go to Mark in Louisville, who's on Fox Sports Radio. It's newbie night. Newbie night. Hello, Mark. What's going on? Oh, I think we got a sleeper, our first newbie sleeper. Let's see. Is he snoozing? Yeah, that's too bad. I hope he's sleeping on a sleep number bed. You are allowed to fall asleep when you call in if you have a sleep number bed. Uh, if not, you're not. Because if you have a sleep number bed, you've done everything you possibly can to support the show. And you are you're allowed to... To fall asleep. That's what you are. You are. Well, we'll have more of new callers, greenhorns, newbies. Boy, it's gone so well this segment. I can't imagine what's next. Uh, so we'll do that. The number is 877-99 on Fox. Uh, a can of worms. A can of worms. We'll get to that. Also, ask Ben all of it in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. 
And now here's Ben Maller. Well, I've asked Ben your questions, our answers coming up in a couple of minutes, but it is the time of the year for hype in college football. The media days have begun in different conferences. It is circus-level hype. You will not believe your eyes the death-defying acts of courage of these coaches trying to hype up their team. Uh, Now, one major college football coach told a story which sounds like it's just so ridiculous it could not possibly have been true. But it's the kind of story that's worthy of being repeated on the radio. So I want to see if you guys – do you know this story? It involves a worm. It involves a worm. You uh, familiar with this particular story? Oh, you're talking about Coach Ed. That's right. Ed Orgeron, the former USC interim coach and now the coach at LSU, claimed he was trying to kill time during an interview. He said back in the day when he was a graduate assistant starting his coaching career, he was telling a story about fishing. That's trying to motivate. It was a motivational story. It was about fishing in Alaska, two guys fishing in Alaska. And he's telling the story. He's doing his thing. And it turned out that while Ed Orgeron was telling the story as a graduate assistant, the entire time he told this speech, in his mouth was a live worm. And then then at the end of the speech, in an act of great motivation to fire up his team, he had told this emotional tale, and then he opened up his mouth and spat out a worm. A, do we believe this? And B, why would you why would you do something like that? Even if you did do it, if the answer to A is yes, I did it. I I, I know that he says the motivation was to uh, to try to inspire a bunch of football players, but come on. All right, Didn't uh, Jackie Sherrill once castrate a bull yeah, in front of his team for, to motivate him somehow? Uh, yes, yeah. that's uh, so. Coaches are kind of. Uh, some of them are, you know, got a screw loose. So, does this still happen today, though? Does this? Is there somewhere... I think I think Ed Ogeron is an old school guy. I could see him doing something like this. He's Fred Flintstone, is what he is. He sounds yes. like Fred Flintstone. He looks like Fred Flintstone. Mm. He's Fred Flintstone. If Fred Flintstone was from the Bayou, yes. Yeah, it's his cousin, Ed. Cousin Fred's cousin Ed, who happens to coach in Baton Rouge. Let's say hello to Don, who's in Tennessee. We'll have Ask Ben coming up in a moment. Hello, Don. Hey, Ben, uh, since King Eddie won't use your nicknames anymore for some reason, yeah. can you remind me? What's that? Can you remind me what your nicknames are, please? Well, absolutely I can. Yeah, I'm glad you called for that. Uh, I, I am known. Worst newbie call. No, no, tonight. this guy's a good newbie call. Blow him up, Danny. I am no, don't blow him up. Yeah. I'm known as the spin master of misinformation. Don't blow him up. He's still there. You didn't blow him up. No, He's known as up. the spin master of misinformation, the bannering <laughs> broadcaster. I've been called <laughs> the Beethoven of BS. <laughs> Newbies know me as the curmudgeon of commentary. Others have pointed out that I'm the chasm of sarcasm. Some say, hey, Ben, you're the czar of zany. Jackass. The dark knight of weeknight sports radio. The mogul of mischief. It has been said that I am Benny the Brazen. The king of zing. The facetious fox. The sultan of insulting. One guy pointed at me and said, you know, Ben, you're the jumping jack of wisecrack. Go to hell, Bill Miller. You're also the insight of overnight. 
and the nabob of negativity, the sage of outrage, the pinnacle of cynical, prince of preposterous, professor of propaganda. Shut up, Bill Miller. The hazard. Just shut up. Of hyperbole and the mad hatter (sighs) of sports chatter. And that's only half my nicknames. That's it. That's half of them right there. Are you happy, Don? (sighs) Oh, you blew him up? Yeah, we blew him up. Got rid of Don. That's a tough way to treat a newbie who was on hold for a long time. It's a bad job. Hopefully he learned his lesson. Let's try Johnny real quick. Then we will get on a newbie night. We will get to ask Ben. Hello, Johnny. I've heard that before. That phrase, hello, Johnny. I've heard that. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Ben? Hey, Johnny. No no, uh, speakerphones. Uh, Our bosses get very upset. I know. know How about them them Golden State Dodgers, man? I know. It, It is. Warrior-like is what it's like. I'm trying to figure out, like, who, who's Durant and who's Curry on the Dodgers? Because when, when, oh, when easy. Durant is Justin Turner. Okay. Curry is Corey Seager. Okay. I, I'm I'm puzzled when guys like Kike uh, Hernandez are hitting two home runs and players I barely know are batting 300 and playing, like, you know, twice a week and getting hits. It's insane right now, Johnny. Hey, and how about Sean Green 2.0? Guess who that is, Ben? Who would that Guess be? Guess who that is? Who is that? Who is that, Johnny? It's Cody Pop. It's Cody Pop. That's right, Sean Cody Green Pop. Two yeah, He could be the National League MVP, or is it Justin Turner who's going to win the batting? We title? have three of them. We have three of them, Ben. We yeah, have three yeah, of them. Yeah. All we need is one more left-handed really pitcher, and we're set. Now, we here, are set, now here's ben. what. I, here's what. And while we're doing Dodger propaganda, Johnny, I need four more wins. I need the Dodgers to win, sweep Atlanta. To get to 70 wins before 30 losses. They've already won the first two. I needed six more wins. They got to win four more games, sweep out the Bravos, and then they get to 70 wins, Johnny. That magical number before 30 losses. Easy. 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 Cash me outside. Cash me outside. (laughs) The unique batting stance, very erect. Yeah, of course. All right, let's, let's get to it. Question is done. It's now time for. Time for. Well, hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter. Send us your questions on Twitter now. Under the big top of the radio, it's the cavalcade of clowns, otherwise known as Ask Ben. Your questions are answers as submitted by the listeners, new and old, to the Ben Maller Show, a gift from the radio heavens. And I pass the microphone for this white knuckle ride to the coop. De loop for both exhilarating and frightening questions. All right. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yes, I, I cough. Right, it right, happens. Right, 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 right. I do this heartfelt <laughs> BS open and I'm greeted by a cough. That's the Ben Maller show in a nutshell. Here I am being LeVar Ball and there's Koopa Loop. Hacking up a lung uh, into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll start with a question for you, Ben. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Funny. Uh, Adrian on Facebook asks, <laughs> I think you thought that was funny. if you could change one thing about Costco, what would it be? Oh, Ooh, good question. I, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, to me, Costco's the perfect store. They don't have too much of any one thing. Uh I guess the one complaint I have at Costco is they 
they go through items. Like sometimes you go there and you spec something, they don't have it because if they don't get the right price for that particular item, they don't sell it. Uh, so that would be my one complaint. Sometimes I've gone in there looking for stuff and then they don't particularly have it at that time. They say, well, you got to wait. It'll be back in like you know a month or two months or whatever. So How about a tram? You have to park. No, no I don't mind that. No? Get my steps. Get my, my uh, step counter on my wrist there. So I'm not... Not complaining about that. And they have added, as I tweeted out uh, like a couple weeks ago, they're test marketing a burger at Costco, adding that to the hot dog and the yogurt and all the other crap that they sell there. So I'm excited about that. I've not tried it yet, but I, they're test marketing it in Seattle and in California, Southern California. All right, next. All right, Ben, another question for you. Oh, back-to-back and belly-to-belly. This is from Bill on Facebook. Hi, Bill. Is this angry, Bill? No. Okay. Ben, who is the biggest homer you've ever known, other than yourself? Well, as you know, I am not a homer. I am fair and objective about all things in sports. Wrong. Uh, when the Clippers play poorly, I point out they play poorly. When Wrong. the Dodgers play poorly, I point out that they, uh, they're Wrong. terrible. In my life, now I was a kid, and I never met this guy. He died before I got into the media business. But Johnny Most, the Celtics broadcaster, I heard some tapes of Johnny Most, the old broadcaster for the Boston Celtics, and uh, he would have to be – the gold standard. He would have to be foremost uh, when you when you talk about you know, just ridiculousness. He's the guy. I mean, Bird it, stole the ball underneath yeah. the DJ. Lays it in. I think Havlicek stole the ball. I thought it was Havlicek. Didn't yeah. It was insane. Hi sports fans. This is Johnny Most reporting for the Boston Celtics. <laughs> and we're starting to see the bang-bang stuff now. Rodman is all over Bird. <laughs> <laughs> there is a violent, violent Good job, Danny G. That's a good job by Danny. And if an ashtray could talk, that's what it would sound like. If an ashtray had a voice, that's what Uh, the voice would sound like. My favorite was when he did like a game against Yugoslavia, like a preseason game. The Celtics were playing Yugoslavia. He couldn't pronounce any other guy's name. (laughs) Oh, he gets it over to the lefty. Uh, He gets it to the the bald guy. Uh, Well, and and it's another one that comes to mind is Tommy Heinsohn, another Celtic legend who was a tremendous homer. Back in the day. It's Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. Let's keep it going. we got to move along here. Uh, this is for the group. This is from Jaime. Hello, Jaime. Do you guys prefer working in the same studio with your coworkers or when they're in another place? Uh, well, like, you know, in a different city? We don't look Yeah, in- like, a, oh. you know, by ISDN. Well, no, it's much more fun when, you know, you go to a radio station. There's people you can look at. So, yeah. I could be like all these other fat cats and do the show from my underwear from home, but I choose to come in here because I love you guys. I respect you guys, and I want to be here with you guys. Did you believe any of that? No. no. Nope. All right. All right. Eddie? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is easier to have a chemistry with someone that you're at least in the same building with, uh, you know, when, yeah. they're, when they're somewhere else. It's a, it's a little difficult. And I like the energy, too. I, I was, I'm a nerd. I, when I first worked in a radio station, I worked in the Mighty 690 in San Diego, and I love the energy. Being at the radio station was exciting. And now, you know, a lot of these guys do the shows from home. They do it from their underwear. It's not the same. Danny? Yeah, and for what I do, the timing is important. So when you're looking at the main host who's talking, I can see when you're taking a second and I can fit a drop in there. When somebody's in another city, obviously we can't see them for any sort of, you know, timing. Plus, I've done the show remotely, and I'll be doing it remotely tomorrow from a different city. And the clock's never the same. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Whatever studio I'm in, it's always a battle. 
Always a battle. Now, the one good thing when you're out of town, Ben, yeah. I could pull your mic all the way down and just pretend like it's a problem with the line. I don't consider that a net positive. <laughs> I don't. All right. Should we pause for the cause, Coop? You want to do that? Yeah. Uh, I don't get to answer the question. No. Well, if you want to answer the question, you want to. Well, Coop's yeah, in a bad yeah, mood. Answer now, the question. Now Coop's answer upset. the question. <laughs> now Coop's Include upset. him. He's part of us. Let's go. I would say that it depends on the host that Ooh, you're working oh, with. There's a shots fired. If you don't like the host, you're glad he's not around. Yeah, there's been saying. plenty <laughs> of hosts that I've worked with where I'm like, oh, thank God we're on ISDN. Don't you ever wonder when the ISDN show is on, do you wonder if the guy's like naked, like on the other end? No. No? Okay. No. I've, <laughs> what? I haven't until okay. this point. That's awful. Okay. I was wondering. I mean, because if you were, if you the do the Arnie, show, every show, I, Arnie does the show. <laughs> wow. Arnie used to do the show naked back when he was doing afternoon drive in L.A. He would be naked. Yeah. Oh God. True. True story. You should call up and I ask just him about that. Threw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. Arnie was a nudist. He used to go to the. There's a nude beach in L.A. over past Malibu, and Arnie was a regular there. He and, and it was really disturbing to the people that because you know, usually the nude beach there's good looking people that go there, and then there was our friend Arnie. We'll have more of Ask Ben, your questions and our answers. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. <laughs> there is a whirlwind of excitement going on around our show Reddit page. Search for our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and get the latest authentic listener-generated content about the Maller Militia. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. And we'll get right back to Ask Ben. Let's get to it. It is Ask Ben, your questions, our answers for the rest of the hour. As the... Broadcaster Larry King would say, back when he mattered. All right, Los cool. Angeles, hello. Yes, hello, Larry. What do we have here? This is a question for everyone. This is from Justin Vance on Twitter. Okay. Would you rather drown or burn to death? Oh, that's a good one. Um, all right. Yeah, well, I, both. Uh, why not? Uh, that'd be hard to do both at the same time. Uh, I, I, I guess you could burn to death and be tossed into water. I'll go drowning. Why not? Uh, the heat thing, you know, I don't like the heat thing. So if I had to choose, I'll, I'd rather drown. Eddie? What a wonderful option to choose from. Yes. Uh, I, I, have a, I have death, a great Death at sea, why not? I have a great fear of drowning. So even though I'm sure burning to death would be more painful, I think it would go quicker. I don't know. When, I, when you think drowning, it's like you're alive while you're dying kind of a thing. I don't know. But if you get dropped into fire, you're alive too, and you're burning up. Yeah, but up. I, think, I think you would go quicker. I think you would. Your body would be in really? shock. Yeah, I think so. All right. Danny G, how would you like to die? I would say drowning because there's still a chance that a young Pamela Anderson could resuscitate oh, That's me. right. Beautiful lifeguard, a bodacious, curvaceous lifeguard will come save you. Plus, isn't there, like, there are ways you can take a lot of water in and then they can bring you back. There's pretty tough if you're a charcoal to bring you back, you know. Uh, Coop? <laughs> See, I put a lot of thought into this question because I, I read it before, <laughs> you have, yes. before the uh, the before the break. Okay, and th- I think they're both horrible ways to die from from what I've heard. Is there really a good way to go out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, there's there's probably some pretty good ways. In like, your sleep. That's what yeah. everyone says, but you well, know, and like I mean, like a, I don't know, like a, sh- a shotgun to the head would probably be pretty quick. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> but wow. off the you know, top of the Premier Network building. <laughs> All right, stop that. All right, that's unnecessary. No, I'm offended by that, you jackass. But see, I think drowning would be worse because that's no matter what, that's going to take some time. But if you get into like a fire hot enough or a big enough explosion, it's going to be over instantly. So, I think I'd go with the no, with the Coop, burning. Coop and I are thinking along the same lines there. 
Yeah, we part ways on that. I'm with Danny yeah. G. Yeah, give you us guys the are drowning. Crazy. Yeah, give us the drowning any, any day. Plus, you know, is if they get you out of the water quick enough, they kind of preserve you a little bit. You know, you just a. Uh, I guess you're going to decompose either way, but the fire thing's a quicker way to go. I don't need your sticking money. I'm turning down your money. That's what one NBA free agent claims. He says, I actually left money on the table to play for one of the worst franchises in basketball. We will analyze this, pull out the microscope. We'll do that right now. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. This night, different than all other nights and all other mornings. Now we move into morning, that weird time of the night, morning, the overnight. Because we have newbies, all new callers. And it has not been bad. We've had no regulars. No regulars have gotten on. It's all been new people, and it's been pretty good. We'll see if we can keep it going this hour. And so we'll do that in a moment. We'll get to the phones usually sooner than we, uh, or normally sooner we we go to the phones than usual on a newbie night. But uh, there's a couple things that caught my attention. Number one, J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick, the sharpshooter. Past his prime now, who left the Clippers as a free agent. And he says that he turned down a larger contract offer to play for the Houston Rockets, instead deciding to play in Philadelphia. And this particular story was picked up by many sports media people. Blogs and social media picked up the headline, NBA player turns down more money to play in Philly. And it's quite the headline. When you hear about that, you're like, wow, this is amazing. Here we are in 2017. It's not that uncomplicated. You play for the money. It's pretty simple, right? Whoever offers you the most money, you go play for. This is refreshing that a player would take less money and play on a worse team. This is an out-of-body-like experience. And so let's ask the question right now. We'll ask it very simple, right? Do you believe that J.J. Redick actually took less money to play on a bad Philadelphia team over a pretty good Houston team. Now, I'm not buying it. Uh, I'm not. I'm a cynic, and in, I'm going to push back on this. And there's two things that stood out to me when I heard about this. The first one would be alternative facts, and I, I've also got – misleading as well. Now, the alternative facts are pretty straightforward here. J.J. Redick is spreading a story. I guess he did an interview. Uh, it was a podcast interview, if uh, if I remember correctly. And he told this wild tale. Uh, but this is an alternative fact, a series of alternative facts that he's using. What do I mean by that? Well, J.J. Redick signed a one-year contract for $23 million, which is a, a large amount of money. It's a... Re- Ridiculous amount of money for anybody, right? He's a good basketball player. Hey, he, he didn't put a gun to anyone's head. They offered him $23 million to, uh, to hit jump shots. That's fine. But J.J. Redick is a one-trick pony. It's a very good trick. He's an outstanding jump shooter. But he doesn't play defense, and he doesn't do really anything other than that. He'll shoot foul shots and three-point shots, and that's it. That's, that's his game. That's his skill set. But 
it seems like he's trying to win applause on social media. Like, hey, I'm, look at me. I'm the good guy. I took less money. You got $23 million, right? And it's misleading, number two, because of the fact what happened here is not a case where J.J. Reddick took less money. He pushed back getting the rest of the money, right? Now, you know, when you play for the Rockets, as the line goes, the current Rockets with Chris Paul and James Harden, there is a problem. The NBA, and maybe they'll change this rule. Right now, they only allow one basketball. Uh, then they'll change it, and you know, it'll be for for marketing. Put an advertisement, a logo on the basketball. They'll play with two balls. Be like a juggling act in Vegas or Atlantic City, and they'll just you know, juggle it up. And why not have a good time? But right now, there's only one basketball. And if you're on the court with James Harden and Chris Paul, you're not going to get the ball very much. Uh, you're not. And so that was part of it, but it's not a noble thing that J.J. Reddick did. The reason it's misleading is because he took a one-year deal. The Rockets offered a supposedly a multi-year contract. It was more money, but it was over multiple years. So what J.J. Reddick did is he bet on himself. He's past his prime now. He's not no longer in that coveted 27-32 to 32 window. He's past that. So Reddick is gambling that he's going to go to Philadelphia and not put up a brick party and make a bunch of shots in Philly with those those blue-chip players who are all highly touted and haven't done squat in the NBA. It's going to be like uh, Daddy Daycare with J.J. Reddick keeping track of the Philadelphia 76ers. But assuming he does not stink, he will go back into the free agent market after making $23 million And at that point, Reddick will then be free to sign another contract for more money and thus being able to monetize his situation. He'll get all that Mickey Mouse money, all that moolah, and he's got a a ton of money now, and he'll get all the nickels and dimes. They'll all go into his bank account after the season. So it's it's like delaying – delaying the amount of money you're going to get. So uh, if I see one more headline on social media, oh, J.J. Reddick took less money to play in Philly. No, he didn't. He took a one-year contract, and as long as he doesn't break his leg uh, and fall into a wood chipper, he will be able to get another contract, and he'll make a a lot of money again. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, another day, another LeBron James rumor. That's right, another LeBron James rumor. What is the latest LeBron rumor? Now, if you have not kept track, in the last two weeks, we have had LeBron James connected to the Lakers, the Clippers, the Miami Heat, the Philadelphia 76ers, and now the Houston Rockets. That's right. A fledgling NBA insider claiming that if Carmelo Anthony ends up deep in the heart of Texas and Houston, if Melo ends up wearing a Rockets uniform and Chris Paul is still there with James Harden, the banana boat buddies will unite and they will get together and they will ride their banana boats around Houston. LeBron will join Chris Paul and Carmelo along with James Harden. That is the story. Do we believe the story? No, no, no. I don't buy it. I don't believe it. I Until it happens, I'm not buying it. The math does not add up. It does not. 
Now, I realize we're not talking about trigonometry, but it, the, the math is not good because the salary cap the way it is, and now Harden's got his mega max contract, plus the Rockets are being sold. Who the hell knows who the new owner's going to be? Maybe the new owner's going to say, I can't afford all these players. I want to get rid of some of these guys. So you got to look at the, the calculations on that, plus the players would have to take with the salary cap a little less money. I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. Exactly. You got to look at the data. And I did. I looked at it. And, again, the Rockets have another problem. They are in the wrong conference. They're in the wrong conference. They're not in the the coveted slot of being in the East where LeBron likes. That's his happy place. I'm convinced now that if we want, we can start a LeBron James rumor. Right? Every day it's a new rumor. The shift, one direction he's going here, the next direction he's going, the next day he's going the other way. How about we start a rumor that LeBron James would like to play for the Raptors? That growing up his favorite song was O Canada uh, as a little boy. And he uh, used to like watching games when the Blue Jays were playing when he was a kid. And he thought, well, I want to live in Toronto. And he likes going there because there's – how about this? I got one. His favorite Italian restaurant, LeBron's favorite Italian restaurant is in Toronto – and he'd like to live in Toronto so he can eat at that Italian restaurant at least once a week. Oh, Canada. Yeah. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Now, the way we've got to phrase it is that LeBron's at least willing to listen to the Raptors. He's willing to entertain offers from the Raptors because, again, he loves the Canadian people, and Le- LeBron thinks that's a great team. He wants to. He's always wanted to play with DeMar DeRozan. He always thought that would be great to play with DeMar DeRozan. Yes? <laughs> Coop, why don't you tweet that out on the Fox Sports Radio Twitter feed and announce Fox Sports Radio is hearing that LeBron James is open to listening to the Toronto Raptors after this upcoming NBA season. Sources not close to Fox Sports Radio are reporting. Yes? All right. Coop's getting right on that. Right, right on that. He's coughing, he's coughing up a lung right now, but once he's done with that, he will, he will do that. It's the Ben Mather Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie alongside. You know, Ben, I uh, yes? I asked you uh, during the break there to sign an We don't autograph. break, but uh, yes, you did ask me to, uh, to write my John Hancock. It was I, awkward. I, <laughs> I felt It was wrong. funny how you were like, I have to actually write something? <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're, you're like taken aback. We don't really do that much anymore, no. do we? No, I, mean, I don't. I was like, I, I was like, I've, I was trying to think of like the last time I actually wrote something like a other, little, a little note or something, other than Chicken Scratch, and it 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 happens like maybe a, a couple times a year if I, if my wife, it's her birthday or something like that or anniversary, I'll write something down, but that's it, and that's even a pain in the ass. I wish I could just type something up. If you Do were like asked asked to write a brief letter oh, to someone, you'd that'd be, be like, that'd be tough. What? It would be like I was back in school and I'd have to write a couple of rough drafts, you know, because you gotta get you gotta knock the the rust just, off. I could just see you like you know concentrating, like your tongue kind of sticking out a little bit. Or... Oh, totally. <laughs> I'd be like, my penmanship is terrible. My God, this is embarrassing here. I don't want anyone to see this. Ben, couldn't you just text your wife happy birthday or anniversary, and then yeah. and then in the card say C text. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. There you go. You could yeah. type it. Yeah. And then you don't even have to type it, Dan. You just use the voice thing, right? You can talk oh, into yeah, it, yeah, right? Voice one. memo. All right, let me tell you something, guys. My position is these damn uh, cards, all right? We don't need them anymore. Oh, they're like $7 now, too. Yes. Uh, well, I go to the dollar store. 
But uh, but they're still you know still <laughs> a, a dollar. They have the same cards there, please. The same damn cards at the dollar store. Oh yeah, the store. they look exactly they like exactly the, good the same. Listen, the card you get, you the, the person looks at the card for thirty seconds. They say, "Oh, that's so sweet." They throw it away. Uh, Why would you true. spend seven dollars no, on no, a no. card? A lot of women put them in a shoebox. Okay, fine. <laughs> My <laughs> wife does it. They go right in the trash. If, if you have a sentiment, and women mostly are sentimental. Not all. I've known women that aren't sentimental. But if you if you are a woman that's sentimental. If it's in a box, who cares? The card's in a box. You're not going to look at it. Forget about it. I'm against the cards. I am, I'm taking a – that's a strong position, Eddie, because it involves me having to handwrite, and I don't, like, uh, I don't like doing that. The only time I ever write anything is, you know, signing the, uh, the bottom of the check there when you're – Yeah, uh, that's it. Paying with your debit card. Exactly. Well, you know, my, my shorthand game, not so good. Not so good at all. It's uh, Ben Maller Show. It's a newbie night. It's all new callers. We're doing pretty good so far, right? Not bad. It's been okay. Yeah, it looks like we're all going to lose unless yeah. something really uh, amazing happens here in the last quarter of the show. It would have to be one of the great upsets in the history of the Ben Maller Show if someone were to sneak in here or three people were to sneak in here. Uh, I, I would be stunned. I would be stunned. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's uh, say hello to Nick. Who's in Minnesota on Fox Sports Radio? Hello, Nick. I'm a rookie. What? Lip. I didn't think he was talking to somebody. Is he talking to somebody else? Is he not? Hey, there? Nick, you're on now. My name's Philip, and my mom uh, accidentally gave me one L instead of two because I was supposed to be named after my grandfather. So I got an L I P in my name. So I used to go by Lip. Oh, uh, Dan, he wants me to call him Lip. Lip. Yeah, yeah that, that would be a good uh, name for a talk show host. Hot oh, lips. Lip, Nick. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Rather be a smart blank than a dumb blank, you know? Yeah. I, I, I just had a couple statements and questions real quick. Great. Uh, Dan, Dan Marino tried to play one more year than John Elway to beat his uh, all-time wins record. Uh, do we want to hear this? Are you walking away from the phone? What's going on here? I'm hearing an echo. What, what the hell? It's not that hard. Just talking. He's to the in the phone. bathroom. Are you? Are you taking? Yeah, a, are you I taking? Am. Are you taking a dump? No, but I just walked in here because I'm at work. <laughs> oh, you're at work. You've been in the bathroom for an hour? No, I just walked in. Right? Oh, you just walked you, in. Uh, put me on. There's some high. I was actually, I was actually just gonna wash my hands. I, it's great that you're in the bathroom. We can you flush the toilet because I can't hear anything you're saying. So I want to hear the toilet flush. All right, here we go. Oh yeah, you're, he's really in the bathroom. Wow, he ain't kidding. <laughs> I thought you might be—I I thought you might be kidding, Lip, but you're not. Dan Marino's last game was against the Jaguars, and he lost sixty-seven to three, trying to beat John Elway's win record. I remember that. Well, that was uh, no—he wasn't trying to beat Elway's win record. That was a playoff game. I think well, that was—that was—I believe that won. was a first-round playoff game in Jacksonville, and I believe that was also Jimmy Johnson's yeah, last game as coach of the Dolphins. What a way to go out. Sixty-seven to three of the Jags. Some, That's pretty sad. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. You tell. I have, you, I have a you quick tell, question, though. Now, Lip, you tell people today that Jacksonville was in a playoff game and they beat uh, like a legendary NFL quarterback. <gasps> people will think that you are doing bath salts. Uh, they will think that you have lost your mind. The funny thing is, they actually beat the Broncos in the playoffs in 19, 1996. The playoffs. Yeah. The playoffs. Yeah, I know. And and Connor McGregor, he should probably get uh, Allen Iverson to help him. Because if people are talking about practice, I mean, come on. Yeah, you think that's the way? If you get knocked, if you get knocked out in practice, well, then why are we talking about practice? Not a we game. We talking about practice. Not a game. We talking about practice. All right. All right. I, well, yes. I have one super quick question. The oh, last yeah. like oh, minute wait. and a half of your oh, show. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you give it to one of your super skilled workers you have there instead of 
Canadian news that no one cares about. Well, what do you, what do you want me to do instead? Instead of, of cowboy, have get, one of get us it, get it, give it something. to I don't know. You can yeah. Give it to the coop. You can give it to anybody. Well, you know that uh, Canadian John Brad, uh, cowboy John Brad, is a legendary radio yeah. caller. Plus, we wouldn't know who died in this date in history. Yeah, don't you want to know when his mom was Plus, about to turn hundred? Uh, if she hadn't died know fifty what, years what ago. What the date is today? That's her. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, you want hockey? hockey. All right. I, I gotta go. Go back. Go back to work. <laughs> Thank you. Your boss is close. By the way, 62-7 to 7 was the final score of the uh, Jaguars. It was close. The Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, this guy, Max, says J.J. Reddick said on his podcast that his wife wanted to be on the East Coast. She wanted Brooklyn. He said, hell no, and he chose Philly. I don't believe that. I know if that's what he said, that's fine. I didn't hear it, but uh, I don't buy it. I believe that he took a one-year contract because he got $23 million and he'll get an, an extra bunch of money on the next contract. It's actually really smart what he did. I don't know why you just say why you would not say, hey, here's what I did, and here's why I'm the smartest guy in the room. We will pull out the world's worst driver. Who is the world's worst driver? We think we know. We will get to that, and we'll do it next. A night without the Ben Maller show is like a daytime listening to one of those cookie-cutter radio programs. We are different. Join our community on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. The worst driver in the world. Well, maybe not, but close. We'll get to that in a moment. Newbie night, and back to the phones we go on Fox Sports Radio's Ben Maller Show. All new callers, all new callers. We say hello to Eddie, who's in Dayton on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Eddie. Hey, Ben, I have a question. Yes. A family sir. crisis. Oh, well, you've come to the right place. We have answers for questions about family crisis. Yes, what's up? My wife, uh, she gave birth today, and uh, you would think it would be a great day, except we are both white and the child is not. Really? Wow. That's interesting. And fa- that's a, this is a fake call, yes? Yeah, the Clippers suck. Yeah, this thank you. Just- All right, get out of here. Uh, let's go to uh, Terrence in, uh, in Tucson. That's one. <laughs> that's, that's, Eddie, that's one. We got 30 minutes left. Who was left. that? <laughs> Hang on. I owe him one of these, though. Racist. Yeah, what was that? You can't come up with a better story than that? What's up with that? Uh, Terrence. Why does that count as one? You don't even know who it was. It was Justin. Yeah. Who? Hey, Justin. what's going on, Ben Maller? Justin. Look at Coop's denied. They, who? The guy said you got to have a regular Clipper side. What's up, Terrence? I'm doing great, though, Ben Maller. But, uh, so we got one already. So do I count as two? Because... I'm Dominican Mike. And oh, I'm we got two back to back regulars. Back no, no, no. I, I count as two because you know what? I have my accent. There's no, no way you're he, a regular. You, like, you've called me for years. I know who you are. Who? You're a regular. Of course, I call you since back in the days is the the whole the weekend show. Exactly. You've been with yeah, you a Ben. Long he's time. saying he should count as two regular callers. Oh, so yeah, you are number two. So we're we're two. Okay, this is great. We're we're gonna we're gonna make it. Well, it's at least going to be interesting oh, down now, the stretch. Yeah, you're right. Down it's, the stretch. it's a ball game now. Oh, man, this is a game changer, Dominican Mike. I got to hang up on you because you're, you're a regular, but you got on the air. And so who would have saw this? I mean, this is unreal, Eddie. Back-to-back regular callers. Coop is clearly letting his guard down this last hour. Didn't the same thing happen last time? Yeah, but last time he was trying not to have it happen. This time he's – He didn't care. Nah. Yeah, he's checked out. Kind of going through the motion. Well, you're a cheater, so it kind of breaks oh, here we people go. down. That's and, true. Uh, it's not a it's not a it's not an unfair point. Going to pout, whine, and all that. 
Uh, let's say hello to Richard, who's in Los Angeles on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Ben Mather Show. Hello, Richard. Hey, Ben. Hi, Richard. I got three, I got three ways that you're wrong. The first one, Paul Pope is exactly like bread from heaven. He minimally sustains your life while keeping them wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years. Oh, hold on, hold on a second. What was the, what, I didn't hear the beginning of that. Your, your phone cut out. What did you say at the beginning of it? Caldwell Pope is exactly like bread from oh, heaven. Oh, that's right, yes. Oh, the, the Lake, that's right. The Lakers' new edition is like bread falling out of heaven. Yes, that is correct. I agree. Because, I, I agree, yeah. Because he minimally sustains their life while keeping around in the wilderness for 40 years. Yes. Uh, sure, your phone cut out again, but I, listen, I agree with you. Uh, this is a wonderful pickup, and there's I can't believe the Pistons would let this guy go. Don't blow, don't blow him up. Come on, Danny. His don't blow him up. His phone was terrible. Yeah, but he was ripping the Lakers, so I like him. hear every other word. Ah, how dare you. And even those with words weren't entertaining. You're interfering with my radio show. How dare you. Uh, let's go to Joe, who's in Ohio on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Joe. It's newbie night. Hey, Ben. I am a newbie. I know you, man. Yeah. How do you know me? What do you What do you know? I, I think we, I partied with you, cowboy. <laughs> yeah, well, back in the back in the day when yeah. I was when I was single, I used to party all the time. Yeah, right. Party man. I, you ever been to Tony Paul? No, of course. I, go, I used to go there all the time. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I think I ran into you. Yeah, you did, man. Yeah, I, we did. I we was the one out drinking pitchers of beer. That's right. <laughs> and there were women everywhere. Man. We used to have women. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was unbelievable, yeah. man. Back ben, in the day. Ben was raging. He would split a pitcher of root beer no, I, with I, his buddies. I was like, uh, you know, I, I had a harem of women. Uh, it was just it was just amazing. It was really. Oh, we were out there, God. Out there in Total Paul, then we went to the mess hall across there, and you bought me this big old bowl of chili. Oh, well, listen, you, I had a little farting problem after that. You remember that? I had a little problem with yeah, gas. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 a little gas. Yeah. It, it, hey, it hey. does happen, yeah. Yeah. I just want to point out, now, I had a harem of women, but I was not R. Kelly. I, they were not brainwashed like that, so it was not, uh, they were not in a cult. No? No one believing that? But anyway, yes, Joe. I got, I got, I got the, I got the LeBron rumor. Yeah, what you got, Joe? Yeah, he's gonna retire. Oh, he's gonna he's retire. Gonna, yeah, yeah, he's gonna retire this year. He's gonna take a couple years off. He's gonna go to South America to Brazil. He's gonna walk up the Congo River. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Oh, huh? <laughs> all right, I, I thank you. I, I've got to go. Should have cut you off ten minutes ago, but you were only on for two, so thank you. All right, so Ben Mather's show on Fox, the world's worst driver. We'll get to that. And also, if that was not enough, we will have fact or fiction. So if you want to be part of fact or fiction on a newbie night, call right now. Call right now. We'll get to fact or fiction. We'll do it in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now, here's Ben Maller. You remember back in June, there was a report that many Laker fans, uh, the historians of the Lakers, got very excited about the. They were celebrating with Schadenfreude that Blake Griffin was going to miss the start of the NBA season. He could be out until December. The Clipper superstar, top 10 player in the NBA, Blake Griffin, could be out until December. 
Well, it turns out that's fake news. Blake Griffin said that he believes he'll start playing basketball, doing some light work this week, and expects to be fully cleared when the training camp opens for the for the Clippers. So we went from him being out until December to, ah, he's good to go. He'll be ready to go at the start of training camp. Who goofed? I've got to know. All right. For the past couple of years, Fox Sports Radio, you're listening to Fox Sports Radio right now, has been broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Open. That's at Torrey Pines in La Jolla, California. Beautiful golf course. Just a wonderful location in La Jolla. Well, big news in these parts. Fox Sports Radio looking forward to going to the Farmers Insurance Open again. That's going to be next January. Why am I bringing this up now here in July? Well, if you also want to go watch the pros play in person and walk inside the ropes, the velvet ropes. They're actually not velvet, but inside the ropes with Ricky Fowler. He'll be there and during the Pro-Am event. You have your opportunity right now. How do you do this? Well, wait, before I tell you how, there's more. Uh, we'll, we'll even top that. How would you like to go to the Farmers Insurance Open and take another trip to play around on the Players' Championship course at Sawgrass in Florida? Now, this is great if you're a golf nut, but it's even great if you're not, if you're just a casual golf fan like me, because you get two trips out of it. And that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool right there. You get to go a little, uh, little vacation. Why not? Our friends at Farmers Insurance can help make this happen. Check out FarmersExperienceCounts.com. Now, remember, it's at FarmersExperienceCounts.com. Not only can you get some key golf pointers from Ricky Fowler, but also Butch Harmon and their Experience Counts video series available as well. So if you're looking for pointers, you're out there, you're a weekend warrior golfer and you, you stink. And you need to get better. These videos will help you. So check it out. The Experience Count Sweepstakes to win a trip. You can enter into that. And you want a trip to both the Farmers Insurance Open and the TPC Sawgrass along with a custom-fit set of Cobra Puma clubs. It's pretty neat. Again, check it out. Go to FarmersExperienceCounts.com for official rules and a chance to win an amazing golf experience for yourself. Please transmit immediately. Is it fact or fiction? Let's face some raw facts. Lies, 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 yeah. On the Ben Maller Show. All right, it's fact or fiction time. Let's welcome in our celebrity panel of judges. And uh, our normal voices here we love so much, uh, they are taking the week off because it's all, it's all newbies on newbie night. So Jack the Judge and Leslie, they will be back. Next week, but right now, let's we meet our judges, and we have Frankie, who's in Chicago. Hello, Frankie. Hello. Welcome in, Frankie. You ready to go? What do you do for a living, Frankie? I sell insurance. Oh, that's Angry Bill. I recognize his voice right away. Yeah. Hi, what? hi, Angry Bill. How you doing? Oh, come on. Yeah. Let me do the game. You want to do the game? <laughs> hey, Ben. Yeah. I know the reason you don't want to burn to death, Ben. It's caller three. Eddie? Yep. That's a winner! <laughs> Woo! Yes! We all win. That's a win for me. Another win. win for me. The all-time wins leader. Oh, Thanks to Angry Bill and his alias Frankie in Chicago. Another win. And it all happened in the last 37 minutes. Really the last 20 minutes. Man, that's great. 
Boy, what a way to, to close out this hour of radio. That Man. means we all get $5 from Ben. That is, everyone's going to pay me $5. I went first, no. so I'm the winner. That's right. All right, who do we have? We have Dave in Nashville. Hello, Dave. Hey, what's up? Welcome in, Dave. You ready to go? Yes, I am. I'm ready. I'm psyched. All right, he's fired up. See, I like that. What are you doing in Nashville, Dave? I'm an Uber driver. Uber? How's Uber in Nashville treating you? Oh, it's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. Any famous people been in your Uber? Uh, I had uh, no, not really, <laughs> not really, no, bro. All right. Not uh, yet. Any beautiful people? How about that? Oh, all the fine honeys here. Yeah, look at you, look at you. All right, keep, <laughs> you know it. You keep, yeah. Keep your hands off him, you dirty dog. You how dare you? <laughs> all right, hold on a sec. And uh, who else do we have? Joe. And uh, Joe is next. What's going on, Joe? Not much, man. Everything's going good over here. All right, man. And what do you do for a living, Joe? Tell the guy in Beaver Dam. I am a tax preparer, or as we call ourselves, tax professionals. Oh, you're the tax man, the bean counter. Yes, sir. Yeah, all right. So you, your busiest time of the year is like in usually what, January? and then January the... through the end of April. Yeah. So what yeah. do you do with this time of the year? What do you do now? What do you... I also do. I also work in uh, real estate as well. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Yes, all right. You're busy man. You're a hustler. All right. Very yes, cool. sir. All right. Hold on a sec, Joe. We got Joe. Who else do we have? Kevin. In Houston. Hello, Kevin. How's it going? Welcome in, Kevin. And what do you do in Houston, Kevin? Uh, I am a disabled combat veteran. Oh, you are? All right. Well, thanks for thanks for listening to the show. Now, are you a new listener or are you, uh, you just kind of? I am a new listener. Oh, you are? All right. So far, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being best, you would give the show a? 7.5. 7? That's a good score. <laughs> I like that. That's a solid score. Nice. All right, but very cool. Well, thank you for listening. Hold on a sec, Kevin. You're going to be one of our judges. Don't blow this. Don't screw this up, Kevin, all right? Don't. Okay. All right, hold on a sec. Uh, who else do we have? Gabe in San Francisco. Hello, Gabe. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. All right, uh, Gabe, what do you do there in the Bay Area? I work in the airline industry. I'm actually working right now. Oh, cool. All right. One of the, the, uh, which airport in the, the Bay Area are you working at? What's the... uh, SFO. Oh, cool. All right. There's not much going on there right now, though, as far as like the flights and all that. There's not. You know, no, 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 not right now. Just yeah. over not operations, auditing, and whatnot. Oh, the, wrapping up the night. The dirty work. Gotcha. All yes, right, all you right. Know it. I hear you. All right, hold on, Gabe. Cool. And uh, oh, Jesse. All right, we'll just keep taking random people. We won't actually play the game. Hello, Jesse. Hey. You're one of the judges, Jesse. You're in Minnesota, hey. yes? Yes. All right, very cool. What do you do for a living, Jesse? Uh, all, all right, you like Coop. Okay, very good. Hold on a sec. And uh, so we have Jesse, Dave, Joe, Kevin, Gabe. Let's do it. Here we go. Everyone pay close attention. You will be asked to pick out which of these three stories is not true. You have to separate fiction from fact. And here we go. We'll start with this. An Oregon dispensary makes an offer for Mellow. Now, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, a couple of Ballers for the Blazers. They have been trying desperately on social media to convince Carmelo Anthony to head to Portland and join them with the Trailblazers. Well, one Oregon marijuana dispensary says, you know what? I'm going to join this campaign. I want to help Carmelo out. Uh, I want to help recruit him. And so they're going to help Blazers of another kind, if you will. True Cannabis Portland announced on Instagram, that if Carmelo signs with the Blazers, they will give away a free gram of weed every Friday to anyone wearing a Carmelo Trailblazers jersey. Well, <gasps> please, come on. Now, if 
Carmelo ends up with the Blazers, Koopa Loop will be purchasing a Carmelo Trailblazer jersey. He has uh, told me off the air that he will do that. All right, story number – that part was uh, that was clearly made up. Uh, story – unless it wasn't. Uh, story number two, Nike eliminating standard home and away jerseys. No moss. Next season, the NBA will be making the switch from Adidas to Nike for all the official on-court uniforms and other stuff. And Nike trying to get their mark on the NBA. They're making some major changes. They announced earlier this week that there will be no standard home and away jerseys because they got to sell a bunch of jerseys. That's why. Uh, so rather than each team you know, have the home whites and the the, uh, the colored uniforms on the road, different colors, whatever. So instead, what they're going to do is, you know, you can have all kinds of different odd-looking uniforms at home because they got to sell the merchandise. Visiting teams will have to choose a contrasting jersey. Each team will have four different uniforms. That's not confusing at all. What could possibly go wrong with that? All right, story number three, how much do you hate the people running your team? The group of Chicago Bull fans crowdsourced a billboard to attack the front office. A couple of disgruntled Chicago Bulls fans, they had a successful GoFundMe campaign. They raised over $8,000, and they put up a giant billboard urging the team to fire Gar Foreman, the GM, and the executive VP, John Paxson. The billboard is about a mile from the United Center in the beautiful city of Chicago and says, we are no longer seeing red. And then it used the hashtag FireGarPax, and it had the horns of the bull on each side. All right, those are the three stories. All of them could be real. All of them could be fake, but they're not. Two of them are legit. One of them is incorrect, made up. So you have to figure out which of the three stories is not true, separating fiction from fact. Let's go to our celebrity panel of judges right now, and we'll start with Dave in Nashville. Dave, the Uber driver with all the honeys in Nashville. Dave, what's the answer here, Dave? Uh, the answer is A. You're going with the Oregon Carmelo weed story, yes? Yes. Uh, all right. And you got some, I got some honeys for you, too. You want some? Uh, well, I'm married, but uh, Danny G. Uh, well, no, I think we're all uh, we're all good. Coop, Coop, you oh, want sorry. some? Yeah, all right, thank you. That's not <laughs> that we, I can appreciate the, uh, the view, him. of course. Yeah, Coop's like, uh, yeah, he's good. Uh, who else do we have? We've got Joe. Joe's the tax guy. Let's go and the, with B, the jerseys. You're gonna go with the jersey one. All right, all right. Yes, sir. All right, thank you, Joe. Have a good weekend. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. There you go. And uh, who else do we have? Kevin in Houston. Kevin, I know you've been a good judge here, Kevin. I want you to give me the correct answer. Is it one, two, or three? It is two. You're going with the Nike jersey story, Kevin? All right. Very Correct. good. Thank you, sir. Have a good weekend. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, too. All right. Thanks for your service, too. All right. Uh, Gabe. Gabe in the Bay Area. He's auditing the airport as we speak. Gabe, what's the answer? Uh, the Carmelo story is phony. You think that first one's made up? That sounds ridiculous. Without a doubt. Yeah, it's got to be made up. All right. Hold on a sec. And Jesse in Minnesota, who's like Coop, he smokes weed all day. All right, what's the answer here, Jesse? Sadly, number one. I wish it was true, but it's not. Yeah. And a gram, what are you going to do? Get have fun for five minutes or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much do you need, Jesse? What's your daily? Uh, uh, yeah. uh, prob- probably a lot more than that. Yeah. You don't know how much per day, though? You just... uh, hundreds. Hundreds. Wow. Okay. 
Well, we don't have time to run down all the stories, but we do have a winner. In fact, we've got not one, not two, not three, but Jesse, Gabe, and Dave got it right. Story number one was the fictional story, the weed dispensary. Yeah, I don't know many businesses that are in the business of giving away free anything. Certainly not weed. That is a license to print money if you open one of those dispensaries. We will annoy the guy in Minnesota because we will have Cowboys Corner. We'll do that, and we'll get to the worst driver. We'll do it next. There's a whirlwind of excitement going on around our show Reddit page. Search for our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and get the latest authentic listener-generated content about the Maller Militia. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We get the nice gift of a last-minute NFL arrest, Dante Fowler. Of Jacksonville's, we Who? Uh, he's a, a highly coveted player. A couple of years ago, he injured himself uh, out of Florida. Played, I think it was like Never the third pick in the NFL draft. Well, Dante Fowler was arrested, and uh, this was quite the rampage. He allegedly punched a guy, stomped on his glasses, and threw a bunch of the groceries, including alcohol, into a lake. Uh, <laughs> You talk about road rage. Uh, he's accused of attacking this guy in the parking lot and throwing his groceries. He apparently was being told he's a bad driver. Keep in mind that Dante Fowler, according to his rap sheet, has 10 traffic tickets in 20 months. 10 of them! Imagine what his insurance must be. Imagine what the man's insurance must be. Uh, with you know, I, when I get a ticket, and I've gotten my share, I'm always on my best behavior for at least a year. I don't want to have to pay the, uh, the increased prices if you keep getting multiple tickets. Dante Fowler's, I think, 22 or 23 years old. Ten tickets in uh, the past 20 months for the Jacksonville linebacker. More importantly, though, he was arrested, and that's the NFL book. I believe that's points for me. Yes, that's right. I have Jacksonville, so rack it up. Some points for me. I'm excited about. It. Uh, now, it is newbie night, but grandfathered in on newbie night. We go to Windsor, Ontario, and Cowboy John Brad. At 5.52 a.m. Eastern uh, Daylight Time on Thursday, July 20th, uh, 2017, um, Tony Oliva, 79 today, former Tiger center fielder Mickey Stanley is 75 today, and Count... Uh, Let's see, uh, the Count Van Stauffenberg attempt to assassinate Adolf Hitler on July 20th, 1944, won a riot. Most of the plotters were executed uh, the next day. And I'll speak to people tomorrow morning. Goodbye. There he goes, Cowboy John. Very good, uh, Cowboy John. Good newbie night. Good job by all. Solid job. Outkick the coverage. Warming up right now. Yes. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.